So typically, when there's a conspiracy theory, it takes a few months, maybe a couple years, before uh, it turns out that it was true. The media will debunk it, they'll claim. They'll say it's debunked, and the story's fake. So Russell Brand gets uh, kicked off all these TV shows. They remove all his content. He gets accused of serious impropriety, is one way to put it. And then YouTube demonetizes his channel, even though he didn't break any rules. And there are a lot of people saying, I think there's an agenda against Russell Brand for some reason. Some people are citing this uh, interview that he he had on Bill Maher, where he's talking about big pharmaceutical companies. And uh, I think this is the fastest a conspiracy theory has been proven true. Because we now have Rumble releasing a letter from the UK government trying to get Russell Brand demonetized on Rumble. We also have a letter that was sent to TikTok as well. So let me just put it simply. The UK government is trying to strip the finance, like the money from Russell Brand. Oh, so conspiracy confirmed. Well, geez, that was fast. Wow. I thought that one was going to take a few. You know, they'd cancel him. We'd forget all about it. Two years would go by and they'd be like, oh, by the way, that was us. We'd be like, oh, wow, the government really did go after him in that way. No, we got that story. We'll talk about it. We got Ray Epps pleading guilty. We got big breaking news, an emergency declaration out of Eagle Pass, Texas, because thousands of migrants are storming into the country. And guess what? The emergency declaration, it's not to stop the illegal immigrants. It's to help them. The emergency declaration gets them extra funding so they can assist these individuals as they illegally enter the country. We're going to talk about all that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click TimCast IRL X Miami to pick up your tickets to TimCast IRL Live in Miami, October 6th at 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. We've got Patrick Bet-David, James O'Keefe, Matt Gates, and Luke Rakowski. Originally, we had Donald Trump Jr. There's been a, a scheduling conflict. Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to make it. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. So I apologize to everybody who was really looking forward to seeing him. There's nothing we can do. You know, he's the president's son. Seems like he's probably really busy right now. But James O'Keefe will be there. Alex Stein will be doing a uh, set just before the show. Michael Seifert from Public Square will be speaking before as well with Hannah Claire and Josie, the redheaded libertarian. There are going to be many more special guests at this event. It's going to be really, really awesome. Super excited uh, to be doing this. And I hope to see you all there. For elite members at TimCast, there's going to be a meetup, and uh, I guess we call it supper. It's not dinner. It's 3 p.m., but this is going to be for elite members only uh, on October 6th. Also, click join us to support our work directly and get access to uncensored members only shows. We're going to have an uncensored show coming up for you at 10 p.m. tonight, just after we wrap the, uh, the main live show. And as a member, you get access to our Discord server as well, where you will hang out with like-minded individuals who host a pre-show. They post, they, they host an after after show. So really come on in, join uh, the membership, hang out with people, build community, work on stuff, meet people, make connections. That's what it's all about. Smash that like button. If you haven't already subscribe to this channel, if you haven't already and share the show with your friends, that's the best way you can help. We got two awesome guests joining us tonight. We have Harrison Smith. Hello. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm Harrison Smith. I host the American Journal on Infowars.com. It's the uh, morning show, the lead into Alex Jones. So right Infowars.com, band.video. Right on. Thanks for thanks for hanging out. We got Chef Gruel is here, here as well. All right. Good time. Chef Andrew Gruel. I'm America's chef, uh, owner of AmericanGravy.com and everything food related. And uh, it's it was actually just uh, good fortune. Uh, chef Gruel's out here to help us with our idea for building physical parallel economic brick-and-mortar stores. We're talking about this anti-Times Square. So, uh, you know, you guys were watching. We had Terrence Williams, and he's like, we need Chef Gruel. And I'm like, we'll bring him out here. And so here he is, and we were talking earlier, really excited. Maybe we'll get into a little bit about, you know, what we hope to accomplish. But uh, should be fun. Thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks for having me. We got Phil. He Hello. Out. 
I am Phil Avanti, lead singer of All the Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. What's up, Carter? What's up, Phil? I'm uh, Carter. Usually I'm in my studio making music, but today I'm filling in for Surge, and let's get into it. Here's the first story from the post-millennial. Ladies and gentlemen, the conspiracy theory has been proven true in, what is this, five days? It's like, it's like five days since they accused Russell Brand and, and started going after all of his financials, trying to get him banned from everything. And then you get NBC and a bunch of these outlets saying conspiracy theorists think that there's an agenda against Russell Brand. And then a few days later, UK Parliament sends letters to social media platforms demanding demonetization. What does it say? Demonization? Is that demonization? Uh, it's, demonization. it's spelling there. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on, post-millennial. I always make fun of them demonetization of russell brand but i guess demonization works too it's similar yeah. demonization although it may be politically correct and socially easier for rumble to join a cancel culture mob doing so would be a violation of our company's values and mission so we have this tweet from mario Knopfel. the the uh, this is the culture media and sports committee of the house of commons sent a letter to tiktok saying while we recognize tiktok is not the creator of the content published by mr brand and his content may be within the community guidelines set up by the platforms. We are concerned that he may be able to profit from his content on the platforms. Holy what, dude? Confirmed conspiracy against Russell Brand. I, I'm just really excited for this. We have a very quick confirmation of a government conspiracy against Russell Brand. Wait, hold on. Here's the Rumble tweet. Because Rumble is awesome. They, they of course, released this with a statement saying, Today we received... An extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair in the UK Parliament. While Rumble obviously ex uh, deplores sexual assault, rape, and all serious crimes, and believes that both alleged victims and the accused are entitled to full and serious investigation, it is vital to note that the recent allegations against Russell Brand have nothing to do with content on Rumble's platform. Just yesterday, YouTube announced that based solely on these media accusations, it was barring Mr. Brand from monetizing his video content. Rumble stands for very different values. We have devoted ourselves to the vital cause of defending a free internet, meaning an internet where no one arbitrarily dictates which ideas can or cannot be heard, or which citizens may or may not be entitled to a platform. We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or to earn a living from doing so. Singling out an individual and demanding his ban is even more disturbing, given the absence of any connection between the allegations and his content on Rumble. We don't agree with the behavior of many Rumble creators, but we refuse to penalize them for actions that have nothing to do with our platform. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and mission. We emphatically reject the UK Parliament's demands. And, and here we have this letter to Chris, Chris Pavlovsky, the CEO of Rumble, saying, I am writing concerning the serious allegations regarding Russell Brand in the context, in the context of his being on a, a content producer on Rumble with more than 1.4 million followers. The Culture, Media, and Sports Committee is raising questions with the broadcasters and production companies who previously employed Mr. Brand to examine both the culture of the industry in the past and whether that culture still prevails today. That is to say they have outright admitted the UK government is reaching out to other networks asking them to remove Russell, Russell Brand and take away his income because he was accused allegations from a decade to two decades ago this is amazing they say they said we are also looking at use of social media including on rumble where he issued his preemptive response to the accusations made against him by the sunday times and channel 4 dispatches 
While we recognize that Rumble is not the creator of the content published by Mr. Brand, we are concerned that he may be able to profit from his content on the platform. Think about what they're saying right here. The UK government is outright saying, if you commit any crime ever, you should not be allowed to live at all. What does Russell Brand do for a living? He's a personality. He's an actor. He communicates. He talks. They take his shows down. They try to take his podcast down. YouTube actually demonetizes his show. They're basically saying he should not be allowed to make a living anymore for any reason, even though he's never been convicted of a crime. Or I should say, I don't know if he's been convicted of any crime, but in this instance, he's only been accused. Well, and he hasn't even been accused on a criminal level, right? It was just the article that came out. I mean, it's a pure... There, there is an investigation. Oh, is it? What, well, but because I, so of the I've article, heard. right? Right. 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 So and it seems like especially with things like YouTube, it seems like that. I mean, we're in the age of the open conspiracy, essentially, at this point where YouTube is saying they're going, man, we really wish we could kick Russell Brand off, but we can't just do it outright. If only somebody came out with an article, nudge, nudge, hint, hint. And uh, so they're just working in this almost reciprocal way. And I mean, you know, Rumble says we're fighting for free speech on the internet that age is rapidly ending we have the eu digital services act the uh, uk parliament just passed the uh what is it the online safety bill which ironically when it was in draft form uh, was presided over by the same woman that sent this letter caroline wow. uh Judge or whatever her name is so yeah it, it's it's coming to an end pretty rapidly this whole uh free speech thing we've been enjoying I, so long well i mean this is the uk i i think we are actually we, we have to remain steadfast, but I think we're doing a really good job in the U.S. as it pertains to the boycotts and the boycotts. The fact that Rumble exists shows that we have started to push back and we are gaining ground. Russell Brand, they can't take away his money because Rumble said no. Everyone else bends the knee, but I love the precedent set by YouTube. So what? Now all anyone has to do to terminate someone's account is just accuse them or have someone accuse them? I mean, this is all... all awful uh, sufficiently horrifying for me to be like all right we need to completely isolate uh, social media from governments this is something that we've been aware of or we the twitter files have shown that there are governments interested in accessing the power and influence that comes from social media to think that you know other governments aren't doing it with you know just because the u.s has has been exposed and there's supposed to be uh, efforts being to undertaken to, to prevent. It doesn't mean that other countries aren't going to try to apply the same pressure. And it's for essentially the same things. They're looking to end the liberty to speak your mind and say things that are controversial. You've got that Jacinda, I forget what her last Arden, name is, the, yeah. the pr prime minister of, of New Zealand, specifically coming out and saying things that... 15 years ago, if you said publicly, you'd have gotten excoriated for it. You would have been you would have been thrown right into the bin with Stalin, Hitler and all the other authoritarians, Pol Pot, whatever, all of them. And and now it's looked at as something that people have become so numb to the efforts at limiting what you're allowed to say and what you can't say that they, that these kinds of behaviors from governments, you know, only the the alternative media seems to take issue with it and it's a big problem and obviously we're all pretty much here in, in agreement and, it, and we're, i'm thankful that that rumble did what they did but this speaks to the attitude of governments and it's not just the united states government it's governments across the western western world picture this you're driving on the open road taking in the beautiful views this country offers then out of nowhere you hear a noise and your car breaks down while still frustrating you feel protected because you have a plan through car shield 
CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay backbreaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think social media, I don't think this is uh, an imposition on social media. I think social media is uh, happy to go along with it. Yes. and actually happy to have the excuse to ban the people that they wanted to ban in the first place. I agree 100%. And the reason there are people that are out there that are going to say, oh, you know, it's because of money. It's not because of money. It's because of access. Because if they do what the government wants, then the government becomes friendly with them. And that's power. It's beyond money. Because Google doesn't need money. Well, you know, it's also, it, it is access to a certain degree. There's also fear. Sure. If you're, if you're a, a, a company, say you're an email service provider or maybe you're a tech company, and uh, some guys in black suits show up to your office and they start going like, listen here. You know, we uh, need your help taking out the uh, terrorists, if you know what I'm saying. Otherwise, things could get messy for you. It's funny. That's basically what they do. Yeah, and that's almost exactly the tone of that letter that they sent. Because they yep. don't say demonetize Russell Brand. They say, oh, we're awful concerned that he may be making money. You would hate to have that on your conscience, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's, it's, yep. it's a mafia-style shakedown. Absolutely. How long before they shut Rumble down? That's the question. Or attempt to. Obviously, Rumble, you know, I think back to Parler. Remember what happened with Parler? Yeah. Thank God Rumble yeah. has built the infrastructure necessary they to can. be able to broadcast him. How long before they attempt in some capacity? Because now it's Rumble and perhaps Twitter against the government. I don't. Behemoth. I don't want to make the joke that I, that I that I need to make. So I'm. I'm I just can't. I can't. But let's just say that there are a series of attempts to assassinate the characters of key individuals who are playing vital roles, and it seems like their only strategy. With now Tim Ballard has, is being accused. It's like, here's a guy who's married, has nine kids. And they're like, I'll accuse him too. And it's just like, oh, come on. Like Russell Brand, you have people being like, well, he was a promiscuous guy. I mean, man, this could be true. I hope it's not. And then you have people, they're accusing Tim Ballard. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like the dude who's halfway around the world hunting down child traffickers had time to go and get out of here with this stuff. It's ridiculous. But, but then you got Howard Stern out there saying the most outlandish things. And he can't get Forever. canceled. And he even said today, it was the headline, I am woke. Yeah. I am woke. I mean, that's he literally just, he might as well have said, please don't cancel me. I will lay down and yep. I will kiss the boot. I will put the whole soul right in my mouth. He, I mean, it is... It it is embarrassing, but when you have the history that Howard Stern does, you're left with few options because all it takes is someone getting a, a their hair a hair across their ass, and they're going to come after you, and you have just more evidence than you could ever possibly deflect from. Here's the best thing about Rumble: Rumble has uh, a payment processor. They have their own servers. Yep. They have their own hosting. They are building out everything they need so that they cannot remove them. Now, what they did with uh, Parler was a coordinated uh, blocking of it from a bunch of different app stores. These tactics aren't working. It worked for Parler, sure, and then 
Rumble pops up. Everyone learned what happened because everyone knew that Amazon, you know, messed with well, their uh, their they, servers or whatever. They shut down Parler on false reasons. They basically said mm -hmm. that January Sixers were using it or whatever. And it's like, they used Facebook more than they used Parler. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then Elon Musk buys Twitter and turns it into X. And they're freaking out, screaming, and just losing. Mm -hmm. I, I look, you know, shout out to Elon Musk for buying the platform and, and, and building it. Now they're running this, I don't know if you guys saw this lie that Elon Musk wants to charge all users, which was not what happened. And they're using that to just, like, they are spreading this propaganda because they're trying to get people to leave Twitter so they can regain control of the narrative. Yep. The real story was that Elon said something to the effect of the only way to deal with all the bots would be if you were to charge everyone like a small fee, which, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to deal with. And they're like, aha, he says he's going to charge everybody money. And then Elon comes out and he's like, I'm not saying we're going to charge everyone money. I'm saying that is how you get rid of bots. But of course, the media runs the narrative and then a bunch of people sign up for Blue Sky or whatever because they're trying to regain control. They're losing. And they're also launching investigations into Tesla and SpaceX. Yeah. And I mean, the, yep. it, it, you know, they go after you however they can. And obviously what it's about is that they want uh, total control of the information flow because that is in this information age. That's how you control people. You uh, control what goes into their mind. Let, it's let, like some it's, sort of information war. It's, it's crazy. Let's 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 uh, let's talk about how evil these people. Let's ju let's jump to this story first. I had another story I was going to jump to. We'll, we'll talk about this one from the Post Millennial. Tim Ballard speaks out against false allegations leveled at him after announcing potential Senate run. I will not stop. I will not give up. On Wednesday, Tim Ballard released a statement addressing allegations leveled against him following his announcement that he was running for the Senate in Utah. Ballard read from a press release from his nonprofit, the Spear Fund, which read. Rescuing kids and fighting child trafficking is an ugly and dark business, especially when, as the result of my work for more than 20 years, we continue to expose members of the powerful, well-funded child trafficking cartels. Evil pedophiles will stop at nothing, and they have allies in government, in the media, in big corporations, and even in public institutions. They will con continue to lie about an attempt to destroy my good name, and they will never stop. Ballard said he wanted to let everyone know that I, I and our vast army of supporters will likewise never stop. We will keep fighting for the vulnerable all over the globe, and we know that the truth will always prevail. I am a faithful member in good standing in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Scriptures, and I believe in our faith with my whole heart that will never change. Ballard said that it has been alleged that an anonymous LDS spokesperson issued a statement about me through a tabloid that is often hostile to people of faith. Further, my church has not publicly verified its authenticity. So uh, we have this other story from the post-millennial. Utah DA closed criminal investigation into Operation Underground Railroad, Tim Ballard, in March. They're false allegations. What do you think is going to happen if you're if you're hunting down trafficking cartels? Yeah, they're going to play dirty to try and stop you. The funny thing about this, the attacks against Russell Brand, the attacks against Julian Assange, and now get this, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, that's just, come on. It's just the only thing they have is they're like, Ugh. How do we stop this guy? Just say he groped some woman or something. And it's like, okay, I guess. Yeah, we're at the point where it's like, dude, like I was saying earlier, you come at Russell Brand and we're like, that's kind of weird. They're all coming after Russell Brand. But he does have that past. That was his thing. He joked a lot about this stuff. You know, he, he there's a video someone posted where he's joking with a woman if he can get on with her or her daughters. And she's like, my daughters are 15 or whatever. He made some pretty crude jokes. And so you wonder. Man, how responsible or irresponsible was this guy? But Tim Ballard? Like a a, a, a Bible-thumping, uh, uh, child-trafficking, uh, hunt like hunting? What? I'm sorry. The least credible allegations I've ever heard are the ones against Tim Ballard. It's just, 
there's no way I'm, I'm I, I just at this point and they come out and claim that Donald Trump did something. It's just no one's going to believe it. They could come out and say any they could come out and say Andrew Tate was like abusing women at this point. And I'm just like, bro, all of this stuff, uh, to be fair, they did come out and say that about Tate. I'm saying they could they could ex like make crazier ac accusations at this point. I'm just like Andrew Tate could literally come out and say those past videos, you know, or all, all, all of him saying these things. I'm not going to believe any of it. Yeah. It's just they, they try every single person. It's the only thing they have. Yeah, but the thing is, is that when Russell Brand, he was out in the public eye saying all of these things and the media supported him. He was a hero of the media. They were laughing. That's the crazy thing, right? So the time in which all of these things were happening, everybody knew. And his caricature, right? His personality in a lot of these shows was as that kind of gutter snipe, like misogynistic, uh, you know, guy. So and he was the hero. It wasn't until he then crossed over that he became the enemy. They're like. You know, we tried calling everybody racists for a while and it didn't really work. So we upgraded to white supremacist. That's not really working anymore. Let's just call them all rapists. There you yeah. Go. And it's, it's uh, you know, sort of non-falsifiable, right? You can't prove or disprove something that happened 15, 20 years ago. I, I don't know much about uh, uh, Tim Ballard, but, uh, you know, Russell Brand, I mean, that was the sort of character that he was playing. But sort of regardless of all of that. Are, are we saying that if you get convicted of a crime, you can't earn a living anymore? Right. Uh, which obviously hasn't been convicted or as far as I can tell, even uh, yeah, legally charged with uh, committing any of, the, any of these crimes. But it's almost like a uh, does the fun, does the punishment fit the crime? Is this not cruel and unusual punishment for? Yeah. A, you know, potentially baseless accusation. And, and the craziest part about that was the article that came out in The Times. They say, like, these women didn't say anything until we our reporters yes. approached them. Yeah. And they thought it was important to come out because of the his newfound prominence as a dissident right wing person. So it's like they're not even hiding anymore. They're literally saying because he is a prominent dissident and because he speaks out against the establishment. Therefore, here's the accusations that we're making against yeah. him. It's insane. I, I think that that's that's super important. The the fact that this is all coming out is only because of the because of his political stances. This was perfect. This was this was perfectly fine. No one had an issue. There was no problem for what almost twenty years now. Mm -hmm. That that since it's happened, same thing again. We we talked about Howard Stern earlier. No one has an issue with that, and no one's coming after Howard Stern because Howard Stern is is. Uh, pushing the party line he is saying the politically correct positions he has the proper allowable uh, opinions if you have a dissenting opinion there are people that are going to go at go in go into your history look for anything they can come up with people love to tell me i'm wrong or specifically like shit lips pardon my french but like bad liberals people that are terrible liberals we are in a maoist cultural revolution in the united states right now these are the things that were done in maoist china to, in order for the communist party to gain control they use the red guard to intimidate people to accuse people of all sorts of different in uh improprieties and stuff this is what's going it's obviously it's not going to look exactly the same as in china you know 70 or 60 years ago but a lot of the same tactics are being used of the same shaming the same trying to ostracize people kick them out of polite society kick take their ability to, to provide for their families and stuff all of that stuff is happening right now what my question too is let's apply this same logic tara reed that's all I got to say. Tara Reid. Yeah, right. Joe Biden's got to be banned from YouTube. Yep. No yep. more White House videos on YouTube because Joe Biden, you know, he he did those awful things. Shut the Clinton Foundation down. Oh, Shut God. it down.
Yeah. Get, I, that would only Bill be Bill Clinton can't take a dime from anybody. No, but that's what it is. And it's it's the great reset and it's the uh, the stakeholder capitalism is what it is, where they have companies. I mean, it's we said the great reset it should be called like something like the great consolidation or the, the great coagulation. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, companies and government acting seemingly independently, but in perfect uh, coordination with one another to carry these things out. So, I mean, this is. Uh, it's it's a cultural revolution but it's worldwide and it's being orchestrated from uh, it's being orchestrated from a central power but also like we really are in this in this phase where they all just sort of know and there doesn't necessarily have to be some sort of conspiracy behind the scenes where they're secretly communicating with yeah. one another they all just sort of know i mean you know in the old days you'd have like a false flag attack you'd have to control the media and you'd have to have the police on your side and every you know certain people in key positions now they just sort of do it and the media knows okay here's the narrative that i'm going along with and don't investigate it too much or else you might find out how fake it is it's because it's an ideology you don't have to have you you can have christians from different parts of the world that have never met each other and they're still going to be able to tell you how christianity works you can have muslims from different parts of the world that have never met each other they're still going to be able to tell you how islam works it's the same thing with this with this type of mentality. It's an ideology. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter if the people are read into the newest cutting edge uh, stuff. In fact, sometimes they make errors like when uh, Wimixon. Uh, Wimixon was a bad, bad one. But when Kajenthi Brown Jackson was, uh, uh, yeah, they, uh, when she was having her hearing and she said, I'm not a biologist. Like that was the wrong answer. Yeah, because, because she was saying gender was biology. Exactly. She should. It should have been. Uh, I forget. What I'm not a gender theorist. Yeah, the, it should or, have been gender uh, theorist. That would have been the correct. Yeah. One. She actually made an error according to the theory. But like Tim said, it, she should have said she's a gender theorist to, to be able to, to explain that. But it, it, you don't have to know the cutting edge because they'll cover for you if you make an error. Doesn't matter. You're on. You have the right politics. You're you're going for the right side. So we'll go ahead and we'll and we'll brush the the misstep under the rug. And simply put, if you are living your life living your career of hunting down trafficking cartels, the, the, the easiest and most obviously way to stop you is to accuse you, is to try and do something like this. Bunk allegations. But it's, but it's I mean, look, how long until Oliver Anthony gets falsely accused? <laughs> TikTok. Oh, yeah, good question. I mean, he's trying real hard not to be super political, despite the fact that his songs are very political and anti-establishment, which is anti-left inherently. It's only a matter of time, I guess. And, and you know, the the real issue is what they don't want you to do is have your own platform to be able to defend yourself. I mean, it's the same thing they, uh, you know, did with, with Alex Jones, right? They accuse him of things and then remove him from social media so he can't actually argue back. So the only narrative that's allowed to be proliferated is their narrative. So they want... And, and the way that the... Specifically, like, the Online uh, Safety Act in the UK, they want the companies and the platforms themselves to preemptively take action on content that's posted. So the way it is now, if the government issues a request and then retroactively you go you go in and remove it, they want the companies to actually take that burden on and remove posts themselves preemptively before the government has to get involved. So that's where the stakeholder capitalism comes in, where the uh, corporations are actually taking on that burden. And if they don't, then the corporations are the ones being uh, punished by the uh, by the government. So they want to uh, create a situation where they can make accusations and the accused has no ability to respond in a in a mainstream fashion Let, let's talk about howard stern from the new york post howard stern hits back at critics i am woke mother effer and i love it this is the perfect example i am so grateful for howard stern because if ever 
you want to explain to someone the cult, you need only show them Howard Stern. He's uh, he says, I hear I hear that a lot that I'm not good anymore because I'm woke. By the way, I kind of take that as a compliment that I'm woke. Self-described king of king of all media said on Monday, <laughs> I'll tell you how I feel about it. To me, the opposite of woke is being asleep, said Stern, a staunch supporter of the Democratic Party. And if woke means I can't get behind Trump, which is what I think it means, or that I support people who want to be transgender or I'm for the vaccine, dude, call me woke as you uh, call me uh, call me woke as you effing want, Stern added. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Let me break it down for you. You don't have to support Donald Trump to oppose wokeness. You, you don't have to be, I mean, and in fact, there are many people who oppose wokeness who are trans, who uh, have gotten the vaccine. Howard Stern is the perfect example of cult member. He's simply saying, I want money and I will suckle whatever I need to suckle to get it. A guy who now he's got this viral clips from uh, 1999, I think it was Columbine. Yeah, where he was saying, I, I, I'm not, I can't even repeat what he said. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep it as family friendly as possible. Howard Stern advocated for the Columbine perpetrators to have their way with their victims and questioned why they wouldn't do it. This guy is as despicable as you can possibly imagine. And he's always been. He's always been. So this is the funny thing. Right now, we're looking at everything he's saying and being like, what a spineless piece. This is his bit. He always sides with evil. That's his thing. Well, I mean, but, you know, he started off as being the, the free speech warrior. I mean, I hate to think that we're giving Howard Stern what he wants right now, because all he wants is relevance. He's not really relevant anymore. So this is his sort of uh, desperate grasp at, at being re relevant, which, you know, really, he's, he's a drowning man. And now he's reaching up to pull woke down with him, which good riddance, uh, because who wants to be associated with... <laughs> Someone like him, I, th I think he, you know, he, he actually explains what woke is perfectly there. He's like, if you're for the vaccine, if you're for doing whatever the powers but tell you, then that's what I am. It's I like, mean, yeah, sort we of. know, dude, you know, we know. If, if, if that's what, he, if that's what he w was to have said, but he's not, I mean, wokeness is being a part of the cult. You can have reasonable disagreements on being for or against certain gender ideology, ideology things or the vaccine. There are a lot of intelligent people who are not woke, who have real conversations about this. Howard Stern is basically just saying, don't know, don't care, whatever they tell me to say, I'll say. Please give me more money. Yeah, and the, I mean, the, the Columbine thing is what everybody's talking about right now. You can go on YouTube, you can watch old Howard Stern shows from the 90s. I'm not, I'm not a like prudish person at all, but some of the things they were saying back then, like, you know, make, make me go, oh boy, I can't believe they said I mean, that the, back the, then. the Columbine thing. Yeah, that, is, that's, that's really bad. But in terms of like racist and sex, I mean, 
he was pretty far out there. I mean, if you you can find hours of Howard Stern saying things that would get him canceled in He's an instant. He's got a whole movie about it, private parts, right? Right. Mm-hmm. If for some reason Howard Stern hit his head and woke up a new person tomorrow and he turned on this wokeness, he would be the next target. He, he, his <laughs> show would be canceled overnight. Yep. And so he's sitting in his in his studio and I'm willing to bet someone came to him and said, hey man, don't fly too close to the sun. Keep it, keep it here. You know, here's what we want and expect. And he was like, you got a boss. Yeah. And get ahead of it too. Yep. Get ahead of it. Say they, the right thing. Oh, I mean, the reason why he's saying I'm woke, I'm woke, I'm woke. I, I swear, I swear. It's because all of these clips are coming out, which would get anyone canceled. Well, it's uncle, 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 right? Like yep. he's getting his arm twisted and he's throwing it out there. It's the battle cry. I, I bet he cries at night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not trying to be like, ha what a loser. I'm saying like, I, like, you can't be a guy who has your whole career based on saying racial slurs and sexually inappropriate things now be literally on your knees begging begging like a pathetic spineless little baby and feel good about yourself he's he's been pretty he was pretty open in private parts that he's kind of a cowardly guy like he did he came out and said the same thing he's like oh you know i'm kind of scared of the da 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 um and i mean that's that just kind of shows here like he doesn't have the the courage to stand up and and look at the powers that be in in the face and say no i'm not gonna just kiss the boot you know he says i want to be awake I want to read legitimate news sources. Stern also alluded to claims made by Trump and his supporters that President Biden's victory was fraudulent. Here's how woke I am. I believe the election was not rigged. I am woke. I think that's a compliment, he said. It's like, it's really weird that he goes through a list of all of these things saying, please, please, I'm saying the things I was told to say. I'm just imagining Howard Stern on his knees crying as these like, woke 20 something year old fat blue haired women are like say it or i'll get you fired because we can email three people and then he's just like please please wow i I just look man i don't i could not understand doing that i I talked about this before when i was little i would i'm like watching these historical lessons or whatever in school or they play cartoons they tell stories about Someone would get captured and they would say, reject your, renounce your faith, otherwise we'll kill you. And they'd be like, I will never do it. And then I'd be like, why not just lie? Like, seriously, just, just say it. And then it, now I, I wouldn't say I, com- I would completely ever agree. I, I do think there's some value in just trying to escape people who are attacking you and being smart about it. But now I get it to a certain degree. Howard Stern is the kind of guy that would immediately fall to his knees and offer to, uh, like if a guy broke into his house, He'd just be like, I will let you do anything to my body. I swear to God. Just whatever you say, man, you can have you can ha- you can have anything, including me. That's the kind of guy that he is. Whereas, like, I'm sure most people listening to this 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 show, uh, me and many, many people in this room, would not purport to be tough guys who are gonna want to fight, but would probably try to protect our homes to whatever degree we could. Whereas Howard Stern would just drop to his knees and be like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Well, hasn't he, I mean, has he left his house yet? I'm pretty sure he like went into his basement when COVID first started and like didn't leave until like maybe a couple months ago. It's it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I heard. Oh no, too. it's it's yeah. like pathetic. I mean, literally a couple months ago, there was a clip going around of, of him like getting mad at his wife for like going out to, do you know what I'm talking about? No, yeah, he, I've yeah. seen that again. He's yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's a hypochondriac. I mean, that's he true. is like still living in the heart of COVID. Um, he, he eats crustless sandwiches because he doesn't want, he thinks there's bacteria on the crust. <laughs> could you imagine like take this article and bring it back in time to to you know the the 90s 
when Howard Stern is like this shock jack that everyone's talking about, like, wow, he's so crazy. And then be like, nah, that's who he really is. It's so embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because legacy matters. What are you alive for? You're alive to leave something behind for your family, for your friends, for your kids, to have a positive impact that makes humanity better. Jeez. Well, I mean, this is rage against the machine forcing people to get vaccinated before they go to their shows. Right? <laughs> rage on behalf of the machine. Yeah. 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 And I mean, <laughs> on behalf of. you know, it's it. It is. It's it. It all goes back to a spiritual battle, and that's what that's what I get from all all of what we've just seen Howard Stern say. It's just this like deep seated, really, really like, really thorough spiritual cowardice where he's gonna he's just like I just believe whatever they tell me. I believe whatever they tell me. I have no uh, beliefs higher than uh, the humans around me Dude, who order me around. If Howard Stern was sitting in a park eating a ham sandwich and and having a milkshake. And a bunch of Trump supporters walked up to him and they're like, hey, Howard, we, have a, we want to have a word with you. He'd go, I, 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 I love Trump. You know, I, I actually love him. I, I've, I've, I've loved him the whole time. I mean, the show is a show. It's not real. Like, you guys know, I, I've always been that guy. He will he will say anything. And I, I'm saying, the, the, like, you could a, a guy in a MAGA hat could walk up to him and be like, hey, Howard, nice to meet you. And he'll immediately be the kind of guy who's like, oh, you know, Trump's actually really good. I really like him. And the things in the show aren't real. Just I'll say whatever I need to say. Spineless. Cowardice. Seems like sad. Sad, but this is so many people. It's not just Howard Stern, right? There are so many people right now, and I'm sure the people listening know people like this that, you know, like, I'll put it this way. Everybody's got that friend, more than one, maybe, or family member who, you know, has said something bad or done something offensive. And all of a sudden now they're acting hoity-toity, acting like, you know, oh, everyone's got to fall in line. Why? They're scared it'll come for them. I was talking to some people from Vice. And I was uh, telling him about this. I was like, dude, back when we were working there, like the articles that they were writing, the stuff that the, the stuff that they were, that was getting all the traffic and and hitting, like they won't do any of that stuff. And they're like, well, we can't do that anymore. And I'm like, says who? Who says you can't write the articles that people actually want to read? Hey, guess what? Vice is bankrupt. Congratulations, everybody. You ch you had a choice to march in lockstep with losers like Howard Stern and then lose all your money, and that's what you chose. That's really amazing. I really do wonder. I'd love to have a conversation with Shane Smith. Haven't talked to the guy in a decade. I really wonder about how he let them take his creation, the CNN of the street, the multi-billion dollar corporation, grind it into a paste and then crap it onto the floor. That's it. I mean, look, when Vice was was growing and expanding, it was a big threat to these, to these corporations. They all wanted a piece because they didn't want to get left behind. What did they do instead? infiltrate destroy and it's gone yeah I don't, know. I don't know if they did that on purpose or if it's just like an inevitable consequence of uh being their form of of woke or whatever you want to call it well for vice it was because they had a series of uh allegations against so this, this is what i this, i'm gonna be very careful i was told this this is true by uh people who were high up and had been at the company for a very long time that there were a series of accusations made against uh prominent employees some of this is widely reported. Just Google search it. You can read it. And the investors came in and said, the only way to deal with these accusations and to not lose our deals, our contracts, our sponsors, and violent morality clauses is to become feminist. Embrace the feminism, become a champion of the activism, and push back on misogyny. And now you are protecting yourself. And they went, you got it, boss. And then just spiraled into obscurity. And weren't the, wasn't the main investor George Soros or Soros controlled? Uh, organization uh no uh vice first got their big money from i think it might have been fox 
No, that's not fair. They when they came, I, I used to know. It's been so long. Yeah, I thought it was Disney and so and that was way later. Okay, uh, it was uh, Disney and uh, that was actually through A and E that Disney got involved. I think it was like uh, A and E was Hearst and Is there some and kind Disney of Canadian come? grant or something like way back. That's super super way back, super early days when it was called Voice of Montreal. Mm. They came to the U.S. They got a little bit of money. I for, I can't remember where it came from. But uh, they had big investment from Rupert Murdoch. That was mm. fir- that was first, and that's that's I mean it's Fox Corporation, right? That was I think seventy million dollars. They had I-, I believe they had investment from WPP, which is basic. Like people really need to look at what WPP is and start researching that stuff. There's like one company that owns a piece of all of these different media properties, and then later on they brought in I think it was A and E, uh, uh, which. Uh, which basically brought them money from from Disney and and I th- I think it's been a long time, but I'll just keep it simple. I'll keep it simple. Everybody knows Vice, and there was a point where I'm sure most people watching, they're in college or they're getting out of college and they're watching those Vice documentaries and they were awesome. They were super cool, yeah. And then all of a sudden, somehow, what happened? I can I can give you an example. When I started working for Vice, one of the one of the as part of my negotiation was I flat out said to 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 the to the executives. I do live streaming and social media stuff. What I don't do is documentary stuff. I need that because in between big breaking news, what content is Tim Pool releasing? Like, what am I covering? What stories am I doing? It's not always big breaking stories. So here's what we'll do. I will cover the big breaking news, live stream it to the millions of views. And then in the meantime, we will produce many documentaries around these stories. So put it this, we'll put it this way. If I go out and I cover, say, like Gezi Park in Turkey, we can do two things. We can film a mini doc about it and we can live stream it. Two birds with one stone. And then you guys are helping me where I need help. And they were like, that's a brilliant idea, Tim. Welcome aboard. You're awesome. And uh, I was the first person hired for Vice News. And then what ends up happening is one day, one of the producers comes up to me and he's like, look, man, I know you really want to do some of these documentaries and stuff, but uh, and this was specifically HBO. There's a, there's a lot more nuance to it. Uh, essentially, the original idea for Vice News was whatever HBO wouldn't pick up, they would run on a different channel. And he said, the thing is, HBO doesn't want white men. We got to get more, uh, you know, people of color and women. And I was like, I'm mixed. I'm mixed race. And they were like, yeah, that doesn't matter. You look white. So, and I'm like, and that's the game they play. So here I am, I'm hired. And then I got pissed and I went to them and I said, here's our arrangement. Here's what you promised. And they're like, we know, we know, we know. They gave me more money. And then eventually I was like, I'm out. Like, if you're going to tell me that I can't host things because of my race, and literally they did. And I'll also say this too. Some other producers like were very polite to me and basically said without being mean i wasn't that good at it and that's totally fine you know i had one guy be like you got to figure this stuff out man okay and i'm like sure and another guy was like the reality is we can edit this stuff we can make it however it needs to be made and we can direct you hbo doesn't want white people and i was like okay i was like well all right there you go and i experienced same thing at fusion so let them let them let them let them all rot when I see them failing, when I see Vice Infusion, wow, how funny is this? Timcast Media is rapidly expanding. We got the coffee company is growing. We're hiring more people. We're doing more show deals. We got a big announcement coming soon. We have this big show in Miami. All of the success that we've had watching behind us as all of these people chose to burn down what they were building because they would rather bend the knee like Howard Stern. What a spineless, pathetic loser.
And that's what that's what happens, right? When you take big investments, when you uh, welcome these people on, you give them uh, the power to destroy you or the power to control you. Which and it's it is very it's so funny because things like uh, Tim Cast or or Infowars, it's like when you actually just rely on your audience and you give your audience what you want, what they want, and then they support you for it. You can actually expand and and do amazing things. But as soon as the corporations or the investors come in and start ordering you around and and making uh, decisions that are not you know, uh, focused on what the audience wants, uh, it all starts to fall apart. You know, hearing that story and in in, con- in the context of Howard Stern, his time's up. He's he's uh, he's on a list. He's the low lying fruit right now. So we should circle back on this. And whether it's six months or a year, I have a feeling Howard Stern is going to be on well, the chopping block. This is why he's going so extreme in the other direction. It's, yeah, exactly. He's so you got a treadmill, right? And it's speeding up, and people are being flung off the right side of it. And Howard Stern is running as fast <laughs> as he can because he's on that edge. And he's got to just try and inch as much as he can. It's going to be really difficult for him. But I mean, I got I got to be honest. He would be better off if he just re- stayed himself. Yeah. If he totally just went the shut up, you losers, and just stayed himself, he'd be doing way better. He doesn't have to support Trump. He doesn't have to hate vaccines. He just needs to stop being a whiny little loser who's like <laughs> just bending the knee and doing whatever he's told. But whatever, man. Hey, he can do he can do whatever he wants. Uh, he has. I, I wonder if he has any respect from anyone. I'll, 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 I'll add this. He's saying whatever boomers he thinks, whatever he thinks boomers want to hear. That's it. That's where he's at. He's, he doesn't care what we think. I'm half his age. How old is the guy? Seventy or something? He doesn't care. Pretty old. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is. So he's 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 not trying to impress me. He's trying to impress other boomers. And that's that. That's the reality of how generations work. Like we don't do this show specifically targeting nineteen-year-olds. We don't do like that. Like some companies do that weird stuff where they try and pander, you know, like, hello, fellow kids, you know, like we, we, we just be ourselves. That's what we do. We be ourselves. And then what happens is the attitudes, the worldview, the things we like resonate with people cl- close to our age. That's exactly what he's doing. He is 69 years old. Holy yeah. Cow. Look at that. He's ready to run for Congress. All right. All right, everybody. <laughs> Almost. Old. I, yeah. I, I hate to do this to you, but we're, we're going to do it. Uh, I want to start this segment by apologizing to all of you for putting this image in your head. But it is breaking news, and I believe this shows the depravity and the evil of the people who are in opposition, or or I should say our establishment, uniparty, and woke. From CNN, former Trump aide Cassidy Hutchinson claims Rudy Giuliani groped her on day of attack on Capitol. Wow. Such a shocking story to come out a day before her book release. Is that right? Yes, yeah, a day or two, something, I don't know the exact timing, mm. but yep. Wow. Oh, so she accused Rudy Giuliani of groping her. That's, and, and that, that's coming out in her book. So congratulations, PR company. You hit the nail on the head with the hammer. You people are evil. I, I, I have a problem, or I've always had a problem with people falsely call, using racism as an excuse for everything. And, and, and my problem was that racism is a useful term and it's a real thing and it's something that honestly i think we should frown upon like you should not judge people based on the color of their skin you shouldn't prejudge people you should judge people by the way they behave you know by their actions towards you like that's that's something that we should hope that we do in our society and the way that the left has used racism as a tactic as opposed to a description, they've used it to say, okay, this is this this is why you should hate this person. This is why you should disregard what this person said. And they've made it so, first of all, people have become somewhat numb to the term, to the word racism. If you get called a racist nowadays, people are kind of like, 
are they really saying that I'm racist or are they just calling me a name because they don't like me? So that's a bad thing because it's useful. And second of all, it covers for actual racists. It gives them a way to hide. It gives them a way to kind of, you know, stealth around. And if that's happening with other things like sexual assault, you don't want you don't want people in your society to say, I don't believe her. Like that is that's always been an argument against false accusations. And the more this is used as a tactic, the more real people that were really sexually assaulted are going to have problems convincing people that they were hurt. And this is horrible. This is going to this is going to hurt real women, real live people that are going to actually have to deal with the fact that they get sexually assaulted. And then more people are going to doubt what they say and it's going to make it. It's only going to make it harder. Yeah. This is all bad for yeah. us. All Let's, bad. There's no winners. So uh, it's a Giuliani political advisor, Ted Goodman, in a statement called Hutchinson's claims a disgusting lie. Quote, it's fair to ask Cassidy Hutchinson why she is just now coming out with these allegations from two and a half years ago as part of the marketing campaign for her upcoming book release. This is a disgusting lie against Mayor Rudy Giuliani, a man whose distinguished career in public service includes taking down the mafia, cleaning up New York City, and comforting the nation following September 11th. I'm not going to read, you know, whatever she's claiming. But I think this run right here shows they jumped the shark. I'm sorry, dude. When this crackpot woman who's full of crap comes out and accuses Rudy Giuliani. And it's funny that what's happening? Rudy Giuliani, Russell Brand, and Tim Bout all at the exact same time. Shocking. No and one, no one believes you anymore. No one believed you since that mattress girl when, when those messages got published showing that she was begging the dude to hook up with her and then later claimed that he abused her. Like, dude, I'm just so sick of it. These people are evil. And it, it's it's if if you can't effectively like we, we, we need to effectively and in and, and, and very simple terms, just show these stories to regular people. Well, first of all, two and a half years ago was the heart of the Me Too movement. So it would have been a ripe time. First, if, if this happened. She should have come out and been like, look, this guy's a creep. Here's what happened. And this is exactly what happened. Think about the inertia that would have gotten at the time. Book wasn't done yet. Exactly. And what yeah. I, I didn't realize who this woman was until I, you just pulled up her picture. What, what was her testimony on January? Was she the one that said that Trump tried to steal the, the car and drive it out? Like, oh, is that her? I, I think, right? What I mean, she testified in front of the January 6th committee. Uh, Did she? I just all She's a former special assistant to President Donald Trump and his chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. He intended to go to the Capitol at the last minute. I think she was the one who said oh. that. You reach for the steering wheel. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. He tried, he tried to find the steering wheel. <laughs> so, and it's, and it's, it's like the crazy thing is all, it's all provably false. Right. You can't jump between the, the, the separate. He, he was in the, it was they saying he was in the beast or whatever. He was in, the, he was in the limo. I believe it was right. Yeah. He lunged to the front of his presidential limo and tried to turn the wheel. There's a, there's a partition. Has any has people no ever sense. been in a limousine before? It makes no sense. So yeah, she had a he crazy, like a crazy January 6th. That was a wild day for her, I, I guess. I tried to do that at prom. Unfortunately, <laughs> the partition was up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I whatever. This, this was this, this was actually a big scandal when she reported this because a lot of people pointed out like, hey, that, uh, I, I, in fact, what was it like? He wasn't in the limo or something like that, or what was the story? It's been a while. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember. I just I was seeing her face. That's that's what it brought to mind, and I just remember it being uh, utterly ridiculous. Uh, like, I know again, I haven't looked into her accusations of Rudy Giuliani, but uh, on first blush, they seem pretty ridiculous as well. And yeah, I mean, the question is like, okay, what? Do, like, 
we're really in a tough spot because it's not like you can easily like punish people for making false accusations without like really damaging the ability for people to make actual accusations because suddenly it's like, oh, if I make this accusation and I can't prove it, I'm going to go to jail. I'm just not going to make the accusation again. So they really they, they sort of have us in a position where like they can make these accusations even if they're totally false. There's no risk to them uh, because if we were to try to put anything in place to prevent false accusations, then really the person that you're hurting is the people making actual accusations. So it's really just taking advantage of, uh, of you know, g- good human nature in a way that only these evil, evil people are capable just, of doing. I just think it's hilarious that we've got Russell Brand, Tim Ballard and Giuliani all at the same time. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. You guys need to coordinate your campaigns better because it makes it even less believable. You couldn't spend five minutes getting the phone before launching these ridiculous smears against these dudes. Yeah, and and again, it just has nothing to do with what the accusations are about. It's it's just like they're they're investigating Elon Musk for nine hundred different things. Really, they hate him because he wants to open up uh, Twitter X and and have free speech. Like that's the thing that they actually want to stop him from doing. They can't just do that, so they have to try to come up with a hundred different other ways of going at him. And uh, it's it's blatant and obvious but uh, frustrating because you have to deal with all these different attacks all of a sudden. So it sounds like the story is that he was talking to everybody behind, like backstage, and then he like put his arm somewhat around her while holding the documents and kept talking about the election. And that's, that's, that's the story. She goes on to say like, you know, his fingers are trailing and I'm just, it's just, yeah, it's not like cold fingers dude in there. i'm not it's not real like this is this is like weird weird psychotic i think the issue is i gotta be honest um women love true crime you know and we've talked about this before the donald trump saga is the premier true crime podcast that's why they have Mueller. She wrote or whatever. What? Is that show still is they still doing that podcast unfortunately yeah how oh, Mueller? Mueller ended Years ago. When did Mueller in 2019? Yeah. Like 2019, four ago. years ago. And they're still they're still doing that? Let's uh let me look that up. And the old nothing burger. And and that and that by the way, that podcast too, if we're talking about the same one, the person who runs it came out everything came out as being false and completely made up, like her history, everything that she claims to be, etc. Mueller she wrote. Jeez. How do they, it's just, it really, it really, guys, it's demoralizing that there are people who vote for, for, for these people. I can understand if you're like, I won't vote for Mitch McConnell. I'm like, I agree. I can understand if you're like the rank and file Republicans are are awful uniparty, you know, speed bumps for Democrats. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and then if you go and you say like, you're going to vote for a Democrat, I'm just like, how does, how do you, how does that happen? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, most people are not uh, paying attention to this source. I think you and I were talking about this uh, before the show, you know. They just see the headlines and the the mainstream media's primary role in America today is to tell the truth. They have to tell the truth. They have to stick to the facts, but they leave you believing a lie. So and I mean, it's with big things, too. I mean, recently, the thing that was revealed was there was a big missile attack that they blamed on Russia that killed civilians. And of course, that's the headline that gets implanted in people's heads. Russia, evil, Russia, evil. And then it came out, it was the Ukrainian uh, missile, but it comes out quietly several months later. Nobody really cares. And 
when you do that enough and you have enough stories coming out like that, you know, they're building layer upon layer upon layer of lies. So, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people talking about January 6th where they go, you know, yeah, Trump, you know, called for violence because this is what he does. Yeah. Remember he, during the campaign, you know, he, his people were violent during the 2016 campaign. It's like, OK, so in order to debunk the lie of 2021, I got to go all the way back to 2016 and all of the lies in between there. And it, they're not going to believe any of it either because right. they're already invested in the narrative that Donald Trump is bad. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the seed is sprouted. So I posted this on my Twitter today and you got to look this story up. There's this guy and he's digging a hole in the beach, right? And he goes, look at what happened with the hole that was dug in the beach. And it's just him on TikTok. And then it cuts to a story in the news and they're like, it looks like a meteor hit the beach and we have a scientist here. And they're talking about this guy's no, hole. Not, that's fake. Oh, that was? Oh my God, I so, bought it. I bought the whole thing. Yeah, so this is something we talked i talked with uh, alex stein about it. i was like bro this is your new play find news stories and then film yourself doing the thing in the story and then just edit it before the news story because people believe it well and the reason i believed that it was actually true was because i believed that they would do something like that so they it's would kind of a reverse but that's the thing like everybody wanted to believe that story and if you actually look at the videos they're not even the same beach one has houses in the back left of the video and and the ocean to the right the video from the news report has an island to the right and and shrubberies to the left. And I'm just like, did I, like the first time I saw that video, I was just like, these are not the same place. But yeah, then I, everybody yeah, just that. keeps retweeting it because they yep. want it to be real. Well, same point. Same exact now, look, point. Maybe maybe there is like a camera angle thing where you couldn't see the island and it, it was and it's true. Fine, whatever. But I tell you, you see a news story where they're like, we found a hole in the beach. Then you go to the beach, dig a hole. Put your video in front and say, haha, it was us, and people believe it. Yeah, that actually is pretty smart. Yep. Either way, it got me. <laughs> yeah, this is another thing I was talking about with, um, we used to do like viral marketing pitches. One of them was, uh, was basically this. One of the ideas is you can walk around New York City until you see an ambulance. Or just like the moment you see an ambulance doing something anywhere, you film it. And then you come back the next day just before the same time so the sunlight is, is the same and then film whatever ridiculous thing you want to be the story so then the ambulance mm -hmm. makes it look believable and real because if you had uh, a swap my joke was like you have a, a, a cookie monster beating the crap out of a guy dressed like a giant cookie because it's an absurd thing and then people are gonna be like that's fake that's not real and then all of a sudden it shows the ambulance there and you're going dude wow and they're like whoa now they believe it's real so that's the viral marketing campaign strategy you yeah. see with videos like this. Well, and people are, are doing that quite a bit. The latest one was the woman tearing down the uh, rainbow flag in the uh, classroom. And it just is, I mean, to me, it's obviously fake from the outset. It's like you've got like 30-year-old people pretending to be high school kids. Or, you know, and, and I think maybe it's the same company or a different one that does uh, the, you know, viral encounters on a plane. And it's it like, is. that is not but, a real but plane. the full video shows a scenario and then the people say thanks for watching our video right what do you think about this scenario that we propose today leave a comment below and it's like their 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 clips are are obviously fake when they present them but then other people take them snip them out of context and then try and pass them off and people buy and people believe it and you gotta it's it, it really frustrates me the, there's the first one i saw was it's the girl in the classroom wearing a bikini and the mm. teacher's like you can't wear that in my class and i'm like these are adults i just ignore it it's it, Look, if people are wondering why it is that I rarely post videos that are wrong, I just, for whatever reason, ignore very obviously fake posts or I'll call them out. When the Covington kids things happened, my, my, my first thought was, I get all these people hitting me up being like, you got to look at what these kids did. And I'm like, what did they do? And like, here's the video. And I look at it. And I'm like, I don't understand. And they're like, look what the kid's doing. I'm like, what's he doing?
Like, he got in the face of that Native American guy. And I was like, it's just a video of two people standing next to each other. Bro, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so when I watch the full video, ah, other way around. But people want things to be true. Yeah. So they just believe it. So when these videos come out where you've got these actors staging a high school room and there's a carpet. That's the first thing I notice. I'm like, there's no carpet in a high school classroom. These people believe in this stuff. And then it turns out they're just comedians. They're actors putting on fake bits. It's like everybody wants to believe that a mother tore down a pride flag in a classroom. And I'm like, they're in an office building. Look at the drop ceiling. Yeah, it makes no sense. There's a drop ceiling and a carpet. That's not a high school. People want to believe it. But the desire to believe is also emblematic of a lot of these stories. And what we were just talking about is, is that when one story comes out and it's thought of as the truth for even five minutes or just one news cycle, that's it. It's a, there, there's never kind of like a retroactive reexamination of the story. And that's ultimately, you know, everything related to Trump. I, I think right. people really do not understand what AI is going to do in oh, 2024. Boy. Yep. I think you're entirely so, correct. Let me let me give you a scenario. Do you remember, uh, let's say, uh, do, you, do you remember everything we talked about earlier when we were talking about restaurants, Chef Gruel? Uh, about 95% of it. <laughs> yeah. And so if I played a recording back for you that sounded about right, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds like, I can't remember exactly what we said, but that sounds like what yeah. we said. Yeah. And then what if I change one word? You'd be like, so I'll give you a scenario. Donald Trump gets on the phone in 2024 and he says, it's, let's, let's say it's September. And he says to, you know, Giuliani or whoever, look, we got to get out the vote. We got to get people to go knock on doors. We need 50,000 votes. It's the only way we're going to win this one. We lost it last time. He doesn't remember exactly what he said. Audio gets dropped where Trump goes, we need to fake the vote. We need 50,000 votes because we lost by that last time. Get it done. And they're like, whoa, and change one thing. Get out to fake. What happens then is you'll end up with Trump in court. And I'm using this as a hypothetical scenario. Just it could be anybody. And they'll say, did you speak with Giuliani, your legal advisor, on or around September 5th in the afternoon. Uh, I don't recall. I might have. Okay, well, I have the call logs here. This, 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 is your, 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 this is your call logs? Yes, okay, I believe so. Okay, yeah, the phone company confirms. I'm going to play for you some recordings that we've gotten that were given to us. And then the recording will say, Donald Trump being like, hey, Rudy, it's really good to hear from you. We got big, big plans. We're working on great stuff. And then he's gonna be like, is this you? He's like, sounds like me, yes. And do you remember having this conversation? Yes, I do remember this conversation. Show clip one. Sounds like you. Do you remember it? Yes. Show clip two. Sounds like you. Do you remember it? Yes. Sound, play uh, clip three. Sounds like you. Yes. You were talking about elections and the work you were doing. Yes, of course. And then play fake clip. This is where in the conversation that you've already agreed did happen, that you were part of, and these things were all true. In this clip, you tell Giuliani to fabricate votes. No, that's not true. That's not real. But you've already confirmed everything else. AI can do this right now. And what people don't understand is you don't remember everything you said on every conversation, and you don't even know when you're being recorded. There, there, look, there, there will be instances where somebody is like Trump's been recorded and they've released these audio tapes and Trump's response is going to be in defense of what he said, not realizing he never said it. It's a good point. It's a good point. And it's a scary prospect. <clears throat> so what's, what's, what's the defense mechanism? I mean, there's not ahead of that. There is, there is there's no defense. Yeah. There, uh, if audio comes out, that sounds somewhat reasonable, like something Trump may have said. Trump's response is not going to be, that's a deep fake audio, never said that because mm -hmm. that's not believable. He'll say, well, you know, I said that because we are working, we, like, we, we didn't mean to, to, to fake it. We, we were, uh, because the natural instinct people have when they hear a recording of themselves is to try and explain away or justify why they said the things they said.
Yeah, it is weird. We've um, we actually did a thing where it was a, a guy at Infowars took my voice and has me reading like the Declaration of Independence, and it's freaky hearing your own voice say things that you've never said. It's like a, it's not a very uh, comfortable position to be in. I wonder how big of a problem that's going to be, though, because I mean, we've had Photoshop forever, and and you know AI has made it extremely easy to make anybody say anything, uh, but that's not necessarily a new technology. I, I wonder how. Uh, effective that's going to be or if that's it's just the ubiquity the yeah. fact that anyone can create an audio recording of any politician that sounds indistinguishable for the real from the real thing there's going to be uh we, we've already seen it happen with james o'keefe they say this uh, a video went viral claiming to be james o'keefe alleging something like we've uncovered this evidence and it was a totally fabricated video it was imperfect because these ais are not that good yet but some of them are good enough. And if, if you put enough work into it, you can nail the speech. So, uh, for instance, Eleven Labs is the website where you can take 30 seconds of anyone talking, upload it, and that's it. Now you can write anything you want and you'll get anyone, anyone to say it. Just insert personality and they'll say what you want them to say. However, the inflection can be off. Timing can be off. You have to use clever tricks like using ellipses, commas, record one sentence, erase it, record another sentence. Sometimes the sentences aren't uh, ended definitively. They end with an upward inflection. And then you're like, okay, that's, that's weird. But if someone actually spent a week using this program and generating the voice, you would not be able to tell the difference. I think the scarier prospect, though, is that even if it is proven false, as long as it's really good and it's made its way across the entire social media landscape, it's imprinted in at least 60% of Americans' minds, right? And then nobody ever covers the story when it comes out as false. That's the scary thing, right? So it's really just adding authenticity to existing lies. Here, let's try this. I just typed it out. Let's see what happens. Give it a second. This is Robot Jordan Peterson. All hail the Lobster King. <laughs> so talking my language and i, I want to stress too this is we, we don't have this pulled up carter so uh, i want to i want to stress too that uh this recording i have of jordan peterson's voice i did not do anything like i did not work on this at all i literally found like a podcast and just snipped out 30 seconds and put it in if you actually found clean clear audio from jordan himself and then uploaded it it would sound way better so what's the solution? Just record yourself at all times. Just const no constantly have that a, makes it worse. A log. <clears throat> that makes it worse. No, I mean like you record yourself. Yeah, so you that can makes go it back worse. and go. That, that Here's it, what I actually said. That, it makes it worse because you're not going to be able to dig through five thousand hours of of audio recordings to figure out what you actually said and when it was said. Someone. So I mean, how many? How many? Uh, uh, we. What do I do? We got an hour and a half. Tim. Uh, Tim Pool Daily Show followed by three hours of Timcast IRL. Four hours, four and a half hours every day of me and various people talking. If someone pulled up a transcript, I'd be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Every day for three years? No. We try to collect footage when we're in the studio. We were just in, in uh, doing drums a couple months back. And we you know, just started recording when we were there and left it running until it filled up, basically. And you do run into a problem where you've got so much material you don't know where to look for stuff unless you actually start tagging stuff and saying, okay, mark yep. this, mark this, mark this. That was funny or something. And it, it just becomes overwhelming. So there's no way you're going to be able to just like record the things that you say and say, yes, I did say this. No, I didn't say that. There's, it's just, there's, it's just too much material, too much content. That yeah. In, in skateboarding, when you're filming a trick, after the trick has landed, you, what, what they used to do because it was mini DV tapes is they would put their hand over 
and they would wave their hand. Then when you speed through the video to try and find out where the trick is, you as soon as you see the hand wave in front of the camera, you knew to stop. It still kind of is that way because you're going to have 70 video files in your camera and you're going to be like, which one was the, was, the, was the lander? And so you could either tag it in the camera or you can wave your hand and then you look and what do you see? All these clips and then one with a thumbnail of a hand in front of it. But you're, there's no way you're going back through 300 clips throughout the day, seven hours of recorded content for the past couple of days to try and figure out where someone landed a trick. It's just never going to happen. If I'm a hostile country, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Right. Oh, like, I mean, people don't even think about the the war elements. Th that's of this. what I'm saying. We're talking just like political foes. But now, you know, I'm North Korea, China, any of these countries that we think are ultimately coming after us, and they are. I'm I'm gonna just completely manipulate everybody. I, I feel like uh, the whole Russia probe and and stuff that the Clinton campaign did uh, to attack Donald Trump was already like a laying the groundwork or, or yeah demonstrating. I'm not I'm I'm not so sure how much a foreign government is going to have a preference from one president to another. I mean, I, I assume just to create some. chaos, right? Yeah, I, that does. That, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, but I do think that it's, it's more of a honey trap for or honey pot for a, a candidate to do something as to an opposing candidate yeah. than, than for a, a foreign, you know, foreign country. And I, and now, I mean, Americans have probably never trusted the elections less you know, after the last election with the, uh, you know, mail-in ballots and, and, and stuff like that, I, I think that a lot of Americans are like, you know, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the country or faith in the election system at all. Let's, uh, let's jump to this story about the, um, the dystopian nightmare that we're about to embrace. And I, it's probably mean to say, I shouldn't say that, Neuralink, first inhuman clinical trials is open for recruitment. And I want to soften this a little bit. What's going to happen right now is that people who are paralyzed, who are deaf, who can't see, are going to get a chance to have their lives back. Or, you know, if some people, are, I don't want to imply that some people are, are you know, miserable or unhappy. Whatever. Some people are totally fine and happy and they've adapted and they're, and they're living good lives. But some people may be thinking, this is my chance to maybe walk again. This is why Neuralink is awesome. The scary thing is Neuralink is the, is the door that once you open it up, the path out leads to people isolating themselves in pods where they have feeding tubes full of uh, pumping bug slime into their bellies while they live in the matrix by choice. But this is the, the, the latest big news. Elon Musk tweeted about it saying, the first human patient will soon receive a Neuralink device. This ultimately has the potential to restore full body movement. In the long term, Neuralink hopes to play a role in AI risk civilization risk reduction by improving human to AI and human to human bandwidth by several orders of magnitude. Imagine if Stephen Hawking had uh, had had this. Um, I also want to just point out what he's saying about AI risk civilization risk reduction. He's saying that if humans integrate with the AI, it won't destroy us. He's talking about integrating human brains with other human brains. You know, I think Elon does great work. And I think it's important that, you know, to a certain degree, like we certainly want to cure people who are paralyzed with medical technology. But I got to say, man. It's going to get scary. You guys ready to plug your brain into the matrix? Yeah, absolutely not. No, that's it's like, yeah, I like I like what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. I'm not about to let him put a computer in my head. I mean, that that's ridiculous. And, you know, the other aspect of this is that the first people to take advantage of this will be like the elite, the people in the um, 
you know, in, in, take advantage of it in a way that is more than just like helping a paralyzed person walk, which, you know, obviously that's the way that they're going to introduce <clears throat> it because who, who would disagree with that? But, you know, it's way beyond that what Neuralink is capable of uh, in terms of like increasing your IQ or your uh, all sorts of stuff. And so, you know, you're going to have a uh, sort of feedback loop where the people in the highest positions of power in the society get it first. And that just solidifies their position as they, uh, you know, continue to uh, so occupy that. Top they spot. say those who have quadriplegia due to cervical spine, a spinal cord injury or ALS may qualify. So for now, I mean, we're not talking about plugging people's brains into the matrix. Neuralink is actually going to be saving lives and, and, and curing ailments. And I can respect that. I know a lot of people are saying don't rag on Neuralink because it's going to provide, uh, uh, you know, treatment for a lot of people. And that's really, really cool. Uh, my fear is just that if we ever, to the po ever get to the point where we can read right into a person's brain experiences... Yeah, no one's going to live in the real world anymore. Well, the other aspect is, you know, the the, the Great Reset, the the World Economic Forum, right? You'll own nothing. You'll have no privacy, but you'll be happy. I mean, that, that dates back to the, you know, 1960s when you had Aldous Huxley saying, basically, they'll put you in a position where you ought not be happy, but you'll be made happy when they literally are releasing dopamine. So you're sitting there on like a, and you know, this is not the 1960s version, but you're sitting there on an assembly line. You should be like miserable, like, God, this is awful. But instead you're like, this is the best thing I've ever, this is the most fun I've ever had is putting together these car parts because they're literally activating the pleasure center of your yep. brain as you're doing so this. Media, this do you yeah. guys, uh, you guys know what, uh, you know, you know the story of the monkey's paw, right? Yes. The monkey's paw. It gives you three wishes, but it twists your wishes in awful ways. And the, or, or there's just like needful things this trope of be careful what you wish for has been around for a long time. I remember uh, when I was little, I can't remember what, what movie we were watching. I was watching it with my family. And it's like somebody gets a monkey's paw or whatever. And then they're like, I wish for a million dollars. And then all of a sudden, like the person's wife walks out to pick up a newspaper and gets hit by a car, killing her instantly. And then, the, you know, the guy in the car is like, oh, no, I'll give you a million dollars settlement or whatever. Like he, he, or an insurance payout. They're like, you're being awarded a million dollars. So the, the wish is twisted. My dad was always like, you know, you know how you beat the monkey's paw? You wish for happiness. Wish that you were happy. And what could it do to twist it? And I was like, it'll put you in a mental institution yeah. in a straight jacket, bang your head on the wall and he goes, but you're happy. And I'm <laughs> like, that's an interesting way of viewing happiness. There's but a, it's uh, technically the truth. Yeah, there's a... Um, that's the happiness they'll give you. There's a Chuck yeah. Palahniuk uh, short story that's kind of like that, where it's this phenomenon where uh, all these kids in high school realize that if you like electrocute yourself, you basically like lobotomize yourself. And so it's like a trend of kids like electrocuting themselves and lobotomizing themselves because they'd rather be happy and mentally incapacitated than have to deal with the stresses of, uh, of real life. Yo, people are going to be like in the real world. I work at, uh, uh, you know, I, I work a menial job. But when I go home to my pod and plug in, man. I host this big nightly podcast with millions of followers. It's really great, you know, yeah. to, to a morning show. Yeah, and I, I mean that, and that again, you know, this is what the, the, the people that are, whether we like it or not, planning our future, right? The global government that already exists and is in operation right now. They, you know, come out and say, they're like, you know, once we have all these robotics, people are going to be useless. So we have to find something for them to do. We have to find something to occupy their time, which is exactly that. It's put you in a pod, connect you to the Neuralink, and suddenly you're happy and, and but, uh, playing video games. But you guys, day. you guys wouldn't want to play video games in the Neuralink? No. I mean, do you, do you play video games? Yeah. 
What, what's your favorite game? Baldur's Gate. You're playing Baldur's Gate right now. I'm not playing the third one. You're not playing third? No. Wait, what are you talking about? How are you playing Baldur's Gate but you're not playing the new one? I just played the one from 1995. <laughs> well, that's a really great game. <laughs> you wouldn't want to actually be able to experience being in the world of Baldur's Gate and throwing fireballs at dragons and uh people not if that means i'm putting a usb port in the back of my head i no. think it'll be wireless well either way yep. I, no, no i think but i mean that <laughs> that is the danger and i mean we're already even with the level of technology we have now we're already experiencing this have, where like so many even like my friends like they get their fulfillment in the facsimile of success through video games have you ever yep. heard the phrase fully automated luxury communism I have. <laughs> that is the future that a lot of people want and that is the future that a plugged in Neuralink pod offers you don't mm. have to do anything if you're laying in the pot it's fully automated your serotonin and dopamine centers are stimulated uh, for you so you are you own nothing and you're happy and you literally just exist in the pod. Here's a good one. A, a Samuel Brucker with a super chat saying, don't forget that Neuralink can be used as an interface for a super soldier super suit like Iron Man. That was literally the second to Musk tweeted about uh, what's it called. Then the, the next tweet that he had was a, a little clip from Luke Star Skywalker. Wars with Luke yeah. Skywalker's hand. But, yeah. but the you know, you wonder how it is that Tony Stark pilots the Iron Man suit. Well, it's going to be com human. Uh, it's going to be what? Computer brain interface. Yeah. But I, I, I do think the moment everybody says no, everybody says they won't do it. Everybody said they wouldn't get a cell phone. So everybody's got a cell phone. Everyone's like, I, I don't want a government tracking device in my pocket. Now I have three. Only old people will say no. Only yep. people our age and older. Oh, I think a lot of people want this. Yeah. Like, I mean, we look at it for, through a critical lens, but I think that actually there's a significant portion of Americans who are, will who want to be lazy and they want to immediately reach this nirvana that is being sold to us. Our people future will, is elite a battle angel. People will sell experiences yeah so like you're, a, you're you're a chef so what you do is what you have to do is plug in the Neuralink, cook the fancy meal film it and then eat it and it records what your brain is saying as you're eating this food and then that experience of eating this delicious meal can be then sent to the game world where it now appears on the menu like someone has to record wow. the brain patterns to give to another person before it can, you can't just go into this video game, this, this Neuralink world and be like, I want a filet mignon. Someone's got to record what a brain experiences, what signals are sent when someone is eating a delicious medium rare filet mignon. So basically this is a way to become vegan without being vegan, right? Oh, I mean, dude, you're going to eat the bugs. Come on. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to go in your pod and you're going to plug the feeding tube into your neck yes. and, then go, yeah, exactly. and then you're going to zonk out and then you're going to live for like, I, I don't, I, I, there's the idea that they could do, um, Make, make you experience like time dilation in the in Neuralink, like speed things up so that in the real world, it's, you know, eight hours of sleep, but you live for 80 years or something like that. I don't know about that. That may or may not be true, but you're going to plug in. You're going to get home from work or whatever. And you're going to be like, finally, I can go back to being president again, plug in your feeding <laughs> tube and then wake up as the president. Oh my God. Yeah, basically, you know what's funny? This is a rudimentary, like like San Francisco. This is San Francisco, right? Where everybody's being given drugs and they're laying on the streets and they don't have jobs. But now we're actually going to turn it into something a lot more digital and, and effective. It's a scary thing. I think the, the big hurdle for Neuralink in terms of commercial ubiquity will be, it has to be wireless. I don't, I, like, there's, there's already the problem of human rejection. So there are people who will cut open their fingers and put neodymium magnets in their fingers and then sew it shut. 
And this gives you, uh, I think it's, they, they, some people, I think it's called electroperception or perhaps uh, electrosense. And the magnet inside your finger reacts to electromagnetic fields, giving you the ability to feel EMF waves. That's crazy. It gives you an additional sense. I think it's funny that people say we have five senses. We actually have substantially more than five senses, but you know, whatever. You, it's like, you know, what do they say? Touch, smell, see, and, and hear, whatever, and, and taste. But you also have balance. You also have temperature. There's, there's a bunch of other ones. And, uh, but anyway, if you want to feel electromagnetic fields, you, they, they're, they're people who do this. So, you know, I don't recommend it, but the body rejects it. They take a magnet, they coat it in some polymer, stick it in your finger, sew it shut, but slowly over time, your body pushes it out and then eventually it breaks and just rips out of your finger. If we're going to do a Neuralink, how do you stop the body from rejecting it? I think what they're doing right now with Neuralink and the stuff that I've seen is they're very, very thin copper wires that just rest on the nerve connections, something like that. The big challenge for Neuralink going commercial and ubiquitous is going to be no one's going to want to get surgery. I mean, maybe if it's like a tattoo, if they're like, look, we take this thing and we go boom, 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 boom. And we put these, these, uh, you know, copper wires in this and super easy and we can do it. And it takes 15 minutes. Maybe people would do it. As long as they're drilling quarter size holes in your skull, people are going to have a little bit of ick factor and they're going to be right. a little app apprehensive about that. Right, but, but people are already getting the, the chips in their hands. I mean, you know, the, the skin is not It's been exactly, like a decade. Yeah, Should, yeah, it's been a while. There been. will be people that are going to go ahead and say, we'll do it. I'll do it right now. There will be people yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll definitely 100%. do that. There's without a question well, people already, that are biohacking and stuff like that standing in line for the orb thing right yeah. uh yeah people people are going to be into this so absolutely so I, I mean i guess it's just it is like literally just like a spiritual uh thing where you have to like reject the the falsehood even if it's pleasant even if it feels good even if uh it seems like a a easier experience than real life you have to recognize that it's not real uh and and reject it on that uh ground alone let's uh, i want to jump to this next story Ladies and gentlemen, and now for the coup de grace from nzherald.co.nz. Donald Trump suggests feeding migrants to alligators to fix overrun border security. Uh, spoiler, no, we didn't, but I absolutely love the headline. I am curious how many migrants it would take to be fed to alligators before they would stop. How this is what Trump posted. Trump posted a meme this on a bad social. Disavow. He wrote, problem solved. And it says, new border security. And it's a bunch of alligators. Disavow. Are, 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 those are alligators? <laughs> uh, what's the difference? Like, uh, crocodiles have, like, skinnier faces, right? Uh-huh. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a, a, an, an animal they, guy, a zoo, zoologist. They both look really hungry. Will work for food. Trump did not, did not suggest feeding migrants to alligators because their headline implies Donald Trump said, what if we capture a migrant and then throw them into an alligator den? What Trump was saying is a meme based on an old story. This, this is from uh, uh, New York Times 2019. Shoot migrants legs and build alligator moat behind Trump's ideas for the border. It was a widely reported story that Donald Trump wanted to put a bunch of alligators in the Rio Grande. Is, this is not real life. These are hoaxes. The media is full of crap. And once again, they're full of crap. Trump posted a joke. But I just, I absolutely love the headline. <laughs> like the reality these people live in. I mean, no wonder Howard Stern hates Trump. I mean, if, if I legitimately oh. thought Tr Trump was going to kidnap migrants and throw them into alligator pits, I'd be really concerned as well. Well, this goes back to the, the <laughs> consuming the headlines, digesting these crazy headlines, and then people actually believe it. This will probably be brought up in one of the debates as, a, as an actual question. Yeah. Donald Trump, <laughs> no, they're gonna you suggest. They're going to say that he threw 
them into yeah. the alligator's yeah. mouth. Exactly. Right. Say. So now we have this one. This Look at this tweet from uh, Bill Malugan. It's a total free-for-all in Eagle Pass right now. Mass illegal crossing taking place for over an hour and a half, almost two years to the day. We saw 15,000 Haitians under the bridge in Del Rio. We now have thousands of predominantly Venezuelans gathering under Eagle Pass Bridge. Yeah, I'm sorry, dudes. Like, the Republicans don't have your back. Democrats don't have your back. They're selling you out. They're gutting the system, and they're doing it with a smile on their face. So if this is the situation we have, and to be completely honest, I would say Trump joking about it is inappropriate. Inappropriate. Why? Well, the joke's funny, but we need real action. We, this is a desperate situation. There's an emergency declaration in Eagle Pass. Take a look at this from the Daily Mail. Eagle Pass, Texas declares state of emergency as shocking photos show it being overwhelmed by migrants with 4,000 streaming across the border today. 4,000 today. You know why the mayor wants money? Why he declared a state of emergency? He wants money from the federal government to help these people and bring more in. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not stopping it. Well, they're, so not, they're not issuing a state of emergency to be like, help, help, it must stop. They're saying, no, state of emergency, we need more money. Give us more so we can send them to, to, your, to your home in New York. Yeah, and this is, I mean, that's what uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, like, you know, testifies to, where they're like, you know, you're doing nothing to stop this invasion. He's like, actually, we made an app that makes it very easy for people to come in legally. And it's like, that's the opposite of what we want right. you to do, dude. Like, that's literally the opposite. And I mean, it's the same thing that's happening in uh, the Italian um, island Lampedusa. where there's now, yeah, Lampedusa, where there's now 18,000 migrants to, to a uh, native 6, population of 6,000. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, this is a coordinated plan, right? This is a coordinated, well-funded, these NGOs and supranational organizations like the UN are paying for people to travel, instructing them how to get around the American law. Every single one of these organizations should be rooted out and arrested and charged with, uh, you know, conspiring to circumvent American laws. It's and none of the, you know, none of these people are actual asylum seekers. None of them are refugees. No, they're economic migrants. Yeah. So, I mean, this there's is, some Chinese that that are coming over the southern border that are coming as as actually refugees. They're trying to escape China. But yeah, but like, uh, but, 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 but generally speaking, generally speaking, 90 plus percent yes. are not refugees. Yeah. They are economic migrants, We, especially with uh, Lampedusa. The UN issued this report in like 2017 or whatever. These are economic migrants seeking jobs in Europe. That's it. And the media lies and calls them refugees over and over and over again because they're evil. And they don't look at what's happening when, look, you take a group of people who have one set of mor morals and another group of people with a different set of morals and they fight. We, we want to avoid that. We want people to live together. And so you look at what's happening in Europe and you have these, 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 these stabbings, these, these murders, these horrible crimes. And it's like, well, you're not properly assisting the integration of people into your country. You're opening your border and letting them run straight through. What happens? Violent crime. And then that breeds more racism. People, people take issue and they, they assume race is the problem when the reality is two different cultures that don't mesh. And how about the reality of nature? People who don't have stuff are going to take it when they want it. So in Lampedusa, you've got these videos of people setting up barricades. What are they supposed to do? These people come to the island and now they're like, now we need food. Now we need shelter. Now we need stuff. And if they, mm -hmm. they can't, they can't manu they can't fabricate it from thin air. They're going to take it from someone. Yeah. And, and let's even zoom out from the kind of the political debate regarding this issue. And let's just look at the logistics. Logistically, this isn't impossible to handle for a country large or small so just pull back out of this and just recognize we cannot do this because we're not set up we don't have the infrastructure necessary strictly even from that perspective the fact that that new york has basically buckled under yeah. the the busing of a just a portion 
of the migrants that are coming to Texas. And the city that has the financial services sector based in it, they have the city itself has city taxes, then there's state taxes as well. And they can't produce, uh, uh, you know, they can't take care of migrants. They can't, they can't take, you know, to welcome the, the migrants that just the ones that they're getting. It should indicate to the rest of America that these are massive problems that a handful of states are dealing with. You know, people in New Hampshire aren't making a stink about the people that are coming into the country because it doesn't affect them. Right. And New York, they were very happy to be as nimby as it gets. You know, they were they were like, you know, you horrible people, you horrible racists down there on the on the border. Texas, you're full of racists. How dare you turn these people? How dare you not take care of them? And then they get a portion of them and the infrastructure is buckling. They're falling apart. And now they're calling uh, their their mayor, Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's ridiculous. Calling him Trump. Yeah, I saw someone was. I saw people saying that he had he had Donald Build Trump's. Uh, you know, but the, the the point is, like the rest of the country should be able to see this and say, okay, I at least can understand because obviously New York can't handle it. They're they're it's you know they're they're buckling under the pressure. So if New York City can't handle it with the infrastructure and the money and everything they do, you can't expect you know texas and new mexico and, and arizona to handle the, the type of influx it's not possible well, and that's that's the beauty of what sh busing them to new york did is you can't avoid it right because yeah. these problems that are so massive in a place like texas where you have thousands of miles of unoccupied land you can put them on a base somewhere you can put them in a tent somewhere and the the uh you know, they don't actually affect the, the daily lives, although then, you know, a place like El Paso, they obviously do. Eagle Pass, they obviously do. And it is it is purely a matter of choice, right? Like we're making we're choosing to have this happen. And I think the uh, Haitian, the Haitian example is a great example how there was 15,000 people. It was a crisis. It went on and on. And then there was like the scandal with the whipping. It got embarrassing. The next day they were gone. The next day it got taken care of. So it's not a matter of we can't handle this. We can't do this. This is all being done on purpose. This is all uh, a choice that we're making. And I, I honestly don't see an end to this to the extent that why wouldn't the people in charge want to keep a constant cycle going where you've got the first world producing excess amounts of goods, shipping it to the third world, keeping their birth rates high, uh, a pathway to where those people in the third world are moving into the first world. In the first world, the cultural and, and uh, spiritual impetus is to strip them of all of their uh, cultural identity, fold them into this uh, you know global, homogenized, soulless, plastic uh, society where the people that come in don't have kids uh, either by choice or because they've been poisoned with the poison in the food and waters. So they die out within a couple generations only to be replaced by another. So you've got this like laundry cycle continuously going where nobody uh, has any cultural um, uh, staying power, basically. So there's never enough people with enough culture to overthrow the ruling class is just a constantly in a constant influx of new people being brought in uh deracinated uh destroyed um, politically and, and spiritually only to be replaced by another crop of people I, I think it's simpler than that it's an eternal win for the democrats yeah right the democrats look good when they say oh we should we should take care of people that come here they're all refugees etc cetera, etc cetera. they they always have the nice sounding yeah yeah the uh, emotional the, the emotional, emotional pull um and that pays dividends the people that come in, they're like, well, the Democrats are the people that want to have the services that provide provided me with help when I got in or helped yep. with my family, helped me get my family in. It's an eternal win for Democrats. It's a loser for the American people 
right? The American people are the ones that are paying for this. The American people have to have to make sure that the people that come into the, to the U.S. have places to live and, and they have to, to share resources and, and you know, jobs and, and all sorts of things. You know, low-skilled workers coming to the U.S. makes it harder to get jobs for, for Americans that are here. That's, that's something that's clearly obvious. It, it's a bad thing for the American people. But as long as there are enclaves of wealthy people that are looking for uh, you know, migrant workers and stuff like that, or that are looking to vote with their heart and stuff like that. You're going to have Democrats that are going to be like, Hey, we can't be mean to these people. We can't, we can't be, we can't turn them away. We have to take care of them, et cetera. So it's literally an eternal win for Democrats as it destroys the country. I just don't understand why we haven't started just sending everyone to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good, I, that's a great point actually. Uh, hey, NAFTA. <laughs> and, but well, Canada, Canada, uh, the Canada Canadian government would not be able to reject it. The yeah. way the super woke, they just be like, "Oh, you know, we welcome diversity." It's like, all right. yeah. New York's not far away, man. It's a couple hours. Yeah, I was, well, well I was going to say it's about the same flight, right, from El Paso to New York versus El Paso up into Canada. Just get some buses. Go yeah. right, go, bus ride to Montreal is only a couple hours. Beautiful. And then uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, people don't realize this though. There actually is a border crisis for Canada. Migrants are going to Canada via where they're they're uh, in upstate New York. I'm pretty sure that's where it's at. They're, oh, okay. they're illegally crossing the border because it's easier to get into Canada than it is to get in the United States. Obviously, Canada's got there, there was a video I saw where uh, some people just like drove across the border and then tried sneaking in that way and they got caught. But it really is that easy. I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Like all this empty wilderness, they're going to catch people walking just through the woods. There's actually a, a, a photo that went viral on Reddit a while ago where the border from Canada to the U.S. Was a, was a small chain, literally just a chain between two posts that was like a foot off the ground and a sign hanging from it saying Canadian-U.S. border. And it was like someone lived there and they were like, yeah, if I, if I go in my backyard, I'll be in the United States. And you just literally walk in. It's like, what do you do? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the solution is we just ask, hey, Canada, we got a bunch of people. How would you like to have a bunch of people? Man, they got the space. Yeah, there's a lot of oil up there in the in the in the northern territories or whatever, wherever in Canada. Amazing yeah. seafood. They're gonna find yeah. out that if you go to Canada and ask for health care, that you might get killed. So and people will be like, No, I don't wanna go. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Canada was very uh, uh progressive. Well the maid medical yeah, assistant yeah. dying. Yeah, if you're this homeless. Is... Yep. Remember like, Do you have a house? I don't. Mm, have you considered the suicide booth? It's no. funny that Futurama thought it was a joke, I guess, but they did predict in the future. Although for them, it was the year 3000 and it's already happening in 2023. Well, to, to be fair, in Futurama, they did say America's favorite suicide booth since 2008. So, Oh, is that what it really yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so they, they, they nailed that one. No, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty sick what's going on. Uh, but again, you know, it, it's not a coincidence this is happening in America and Europe at exactly the same time with two completely different uh, excuses for why it's happening, but also both excuses... Uh, actually are predicated on actions that America and or Europe has taken, right? We started the wars in the Middle East that has led to the um, immigration crisis. A lot of the countries to the south have been collapsed as a consequence of intervention by the CIA. So they create the problem, then the solution is basically to destroy uh, our civilization over it. And also it's the only civilization in the world that has uh, high um, living standards that we have because, you know, people who... Are, are used to having a much lower living standard, are happy to have just a slight increase here in America, which would which would be a major decrease to the average American. So they're they're willing to sort of put up with uh, 
having less uh, than Americans and Europeans would have. And they also don't have the uh, cultural and uh, I don't know. I don't know to what extent it's racial, but, uh, you know, the the cultural uh, heritage of of freedom and free speech and all of these uh, European ideals that were developed over millennia uh, that are anathema to the people that want to control everybody and want, you know, silent complicity to their uh, really anti-human demands. So, yeah, we're going to go to Super Chats. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and head over to TimCast.com. Click join us, become a member because the members only show will be up in about a half an hour. It's not so family friendly. And we even take calls from all of you as a member. You sign up for the Discord community. You hang out with like-minded individuals, share ideas, work on projects. They have an after-after show even that the, the members put together. So uh, join up at TimCast.com. Let's read. Steven says, says, first. That's right, buddy. For $2, <laughs> you get the shout out as the first super chat. Congratulations. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, you uh, to the other people who have who have chatted, you, you didn't you didn't get it first. Sorry, uh, Paps McGee says, "Did I get the first? Love y'all. Sorry, sir, you did not." Yes, man says Tim. You mentioned at one point that you have too many eggs. Have you considered appropriating a freeze dryer and turning them into powder? On another note, will you give your opinion on the toilet meme? I don't know what that is. I don't know that one. And uh, we the eggs get eaten. I'm just saying, like, we here, get we're getting, like, 30-something eggs per day. That's a lot. And then uh, uh, we eventually either build them up and then just eat them all at once, or people just take them. But, I had uh, a bunch the other day. Yeah, we got we to gotta make deviled eggs again. That's always the best. Because it's like, if I'm going to have breakfast, I could have three eggs. And so, you know, it's like three eggs and bacon or something. It's like kind of a lot, right? But if you give me deviled eggs, I can have, like, 15. Yep. It's just like a big plate. 30 halves, you know, and everything. I just keep eating them. So good. I know. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Best thing ever. All right. Clint Torres says, howdy, people. Howdy. Amos Moses says, I don't like the idea of a dress code, but like three-fourths of the Im illegal immigrants dress better than Fetterman after <laughs> trekking through the wilderness. I mean, but that that's literally true. <laughs> it is. But for real, like they're wearing jeans and t-shirts. And, and like, the, you'll see like a guy wearing like a long sleeve shirt looks kind of okay and wearing jeans and they're walking in waving and it's like, it's infuriating. They just open the border and let them all come in without any kind of process. But Fetterman looks like he just woke up. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's just incredibly frustrating. I, I don't get what it is, what, like what grand demoralization scheme they're trying to pull off here yep. by just lowering standards across the board constantly. I don't know. I don't, I don't even get what the argument's supposed to be for it, uh, but it's, uh. That Fetterman guy, he's annoying, isn't he? Shredkowski says, Chef Gruel, I learned a lot about cooking and seed oils since you were on last. Food prep has never been easier. The 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 vinegar eggs thing. That was hey. the secret. Yeah, that's it. Acid in the eggs on anything Man. at the end. But I did get a lot of questions. People were like, do I add it 
in the beginning? Do I add it during or do I add it at the end? Always at the end. So lemon juice, acid. How do we cook Brussels sprouts? What do you do? Uh, Brussels sprouts, you got to blanch them first, right? So the key with Brussels sprouts is you cut them in half, okay? And then you cut the bottoms off and then you cook them in boiling salted water for about 45 seconds, then shock it in ice water. And then from there you fry it. People fry it from the raw state and then the outside overcooks and is bitter and the inside is still hard. Really? Yeah. So by cooking it in boiling water, you're cooking it from the inside out. So it's an even cook all the way through and then a light fry. Really? The restaurant out here, they put peanut butter and jelly on them. Oh, I love it. It's so I love good. It. I love it. It's not. They don't actually call it peanut butter and jelly. They call it a peanut sauce with a cranberry reduction. But I'm like, <laughs> yo, they're peanut butter, jelly, Brussels yeah. sprouts, and they're good. We'll have to do some Brussels sprout chips to go. Well, so I noticed something like recently they're different because normally we get them like they're so good. I think they changed chefs and whatever the chef is doing, he's missing something. That's why I asked. Yeah, I'm like, I think he's missing something. A lot of times chefs will just deep fry it. And that's like. That, I mean, yeah, fat's flavor, but still, that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> cheating? I'll take it. I love Brussels sprouts, man. We had uh, we went to a Peruvian place, me and my girlfriend, the other day, and we had um, sweet uh, uh, sweet uh, Thai Thai chili yep. sauce. Yeah, yeah sweet uh, chili Brussels. sauce. Yeah. Oh, man. Nom-plom. Insanely good. So good. All right. Neurodivergent says, Tim, please talk about the 1 million March for Children today. Thousands of videos and photos from X, uh, on X from Ottawa our capital and other places. It's the biggest thing since the convoy. Wow. I did see some stuff about it. I saw there were some protesters too. Yeah, there are communists saying that they, that children were theirs. I tweeted about that. Uh, That's creepy. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the chant was, but essentially they were saying that, you know, your children are ours. And that's literally what this, the, the left believes. They believe that they should be raising your children because you might raise them incorrectly. You stinking bigot. All right. What do we got? Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, we knew Veritas was dead the moment the board foolishly thought they stood a chance without James. It's nice to see morons get what they deserve. So I, I don't know if this is confirmed just yet, but there is a viral tweet going around where someone said Veritas is ceasing all operations. And uh, so far, there's just one in individual Twitter account reporting this. Maybe there's more information out. We'll see. What have we here? Horsehead says, Tim, sorry if you've already talked about it. Wanted to hear your thoughts on Eduardo... Verastegui running for president in Mexico and also Tim Ballard getting the Russell Brand treatment. Have them back. We did talk about uh, uh, Tim Ballard. Uh, Eduardo seems like a good dude. I don't know enough about him. All I can say is Sign of Freedom is awesome. He was here. He seems like a great guy. And I don't really have a strong opinion on the uh, Mexican presidential race because I don't know enough about it. But from like, if, if someone said like, who would, who would you want to have? I'd be like, well, I know Eduardo. He's a nice guy. Like, I guess that's all I can do. Him. But uh, reality is, I don't know enough about his politics or anything happening there to, to, you know, to know. But basically, one of the guys behind Son of Freedom is running for president in Mexico. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah, that's what it is, right? Bender the Offender. Uh, uh, Bender the Offender. That's the earlier iteration. He eventually became the gender bender. Says, <laughs> I have a theory on why so many illegal migrants are being let through. Due to low military applicants, they may be trying to recruit the fighting age males that enter the country and guarantee them citizenship. Well, they are doing that for sure. I mean, they, they, yeah, but they're not doing it enough. No, but but they've said that they're like because of the low recruitment, they're uh, starting to re recruit illegal aliens or not necessarily illegal aliens, but foreigners. You know, they're, they're basically saying you can get citizenship through military service. Yeah, basically, uh, they're saying service guarantees citizenship. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're following the path of the downfall of, of Rome. Is that what Rome did? They brought in the outside forces to fight for them yeah because and they're also you know the forces that uh, aren't going to have any compunction about violating the constitution and yep. attacking american yeah. citizens yeah that's a recipe for disaster yep 
Oh boy! And they're letting them become police officers too now. So you know, this is the private militia of the elites uh, to to be used against the American people. Mayor of Basteville says, "May uh, my cousin T's pumpkin spice pancake mix arrived today? My daughter and I had them for dinner, and they were succulent. I don't know if succulent is the right word for pancakes. It's not right. <laughs> if there's a lot of syrup on there, I guess. So doesn't succulent refer to like more like you know, uh, like a biting into a ripe mango? Yeah, or a pawpaw right. fruit? Yeah, something juicy. Yeah." Yeah. Oh, the pawpaws everywhere. Crazy. Do you guys you know pawpaw is? Mm. Hillbilly banana. Hmm. They look like uh they look like like baby green mangoes potatoes. Almost. Or like yeah, yeah baby yeah, mangoes. Green potato, yeah. yeah. But it's crazy because if you find one Is that what I'm seeing on the ground out here? The green? Well yeah, there's yeah. there's also but, black walnut everywhere. The black oh, walnut okay, are yeah, balls. That's what I'm at. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and the pawpaw are, are ovals. Hmm. But uh you get one that's ripe, you can just peel it right open and it looks like mango. Yeah. It, it's nuts, and you can just eat it. Yeah. But mango is better. But, you know, I'll take pawpaw. It's fine. I, I, they're in the same family, right? Yeah. And also, you, you can bake the pawpaw, too, into, like, breads and custards and all that. So it's an amazing base flavor. Yeah. It's really good. It and there's probably, it. like, 50,000 of them in our backyard. No joke. They, they fall on your head when you walk through the trees. That's amazing. So yeah. I was just going to say, it makes a great name for a grandfather, too. But Pawpaw? Yeah, yeah. yeah grandfather bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I was reading the reason you don't get them in the... Uh, you, you can't get them in stores. There's a lot of fruits people don't get in stores. Because they're hard to cultivate. And they, they break really easily. So they're pollinated by uh, beetles and flies. And they're good right about now into mid-October. And then they're gone. And they're just rotting on the ground. So it's like not something you can easily get. But right now, now's the time, baby. Now's pawpaw pie, pawpaw bread, pawpaw mash. It is pawpaw season. That's like uh, lo loquats or kumquats in, uh, in Texas. Because they... they um get rotten so easily they're impossible to like ship or sell so you just got to pick them off the tree there's also probably like seven million grapes i'm not even exaggerating they're not that big they're called frost grapes they're super tart you got you're supposed to freeze them or something but there's i don't know this freezing didn't do anything you, they're still tart but they're just everywhere oh those are like the labrusco grapes that's for like a sweet wine you start making I, wine yeah. Well, yeah, there's videos of people, they take the frost grapes and they make wine with it. Yeah. Because it's all, it's, it's literally, you walk outside, you're going to see 8,000 grapes anywhere you look in a patch. There's one tree that's just covered in grapes. I mean, imagine 2 million grapes and a big bushel hanging from a tree. You, you walk up under the leaves and you're like, holy crap. But they're not big. They're small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they got pits. Exactly. I don't know where they came from. They just appeared. They weren't here last year. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm down for it. Uh, we got to do something with them, I guess. They're, get, they're, they're, they're really big and they're ready to be eaten right now. And so I think now is about the time. And then first frost is usually when they say they're perfect. Yeah, ice wine. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it freezes all the water into grapes, so you're left with the sugar. So then you crush them when they're frozen, and then it extracts all the sugar. It converts some kind of acid in it when it yeah. freezes, Yeah, which causes a tartness. I like tart. You know, I, I like sour candy and everything like that. All right, let's grab some more Super Chats. Gary Mark says, UAW on strike. Fighting to get our wages and benefits back on track from the, the 2008 disaster. Wow, it's been that long, huh? That's crazy. Grofty says, peck that like button. You do it. Brandon Hampson says, Tim, if you're building an anti-time square, can you please call it Space Circle? Space Circle, haha. -ha. Uh, I mean, Ian's idea was to call it Public Square, which sounds really cool. But that's up to Public Square. Cause that's, like a, that's a brand name, you know what I mean? But that could be cool. Seriously, JK says, how can the lack of action at the southern border not be treasonous? The government is actively assisting a foreign invasion of its own soil. Against your wishes, too. But there are too many people in this country that vote for Democrats, and you know them. There you go. What are you going to do? Secede. <laughs> that, was that, that was their argument. Democrats yeah. proposed that in the, in the Boston Globe story. 
well, if just, Donald Trump gets elected. I mean, it's, it, you know, there's there's certain things that only the government can take care of. Like I, me as an individual, I can't patrol our border. That's like if you're going to boil all, the purpose of government down to one single thing, it's to protect the borders. If they're not doing that, I don't see why we're uh, paying taxes to them. David Murdoch Art says Drag the Dead is on sale this week on Steam. We just pushed our final update, the social credit score and equitable leaderboard. No matter how low you place, you'll still get first. We're all mad here. Let's build counterculture. Pick it up. Really cool, man. Drag the Dead. Video game on Steam. Right on. Grandstanding and hot dogging says, hey, Tim, love the show. Cousin T is a grifter. He knew nothing about politics. He didn't even know the ingredients of his pancakes or what bleached uh, versus unbleached flour was. Do not do business with him. You're above that. Well, I don't know nothing about that. What I know of Terrence seems to be an okay guy. Not sure why, you know, people would call him a grifter because he didn't know enough about politics. He actually told that story. He wasn't a big political guy, but then he started pushing back and that got him involved. And then when they canceled Aunt Jemima, he says, I'm going to, I'm going to do it myself. I dig it, but I don't know, whatever. And keep in mind to his defense and co-packing when they change ingredients, sometimes it's like difficult to actually get through the manufacturer. So I'm sure he had a set recipe and just for the purposes of co-packing, they may have changed some of the ingredients Mm -hmm. without him knowing. Yeah, there you go. What do we got? Callum Dimmick says UK just went full 1984 with the Internet Safety Act they just passed as well. Demands the ability to read all private messages and control what can be called true. Wow. Well, V for Vendetta, you know, that's how they get there. What can be called true? That's a that's a heck of a phrase, huh? Yeah, right. Shane H. Wilder says, I want to applaud Rumble. It takes balls of brass to tell a government to go stick it for the linemen. Yeah, but Rumble also told, didn't they tell France to go stick it or something? There was another country where they were just like, get out of here. Yeah, I think France was like, ban, ban RT. And he was like, Chris was like, no, <laughs> get out of here, dude. <laughs> I think it was France. I don't know. I don't want to be smirched the good name of France unless they actually did it. Sandalaughing Tramp says, what is happening to Russell Brand proves that authoritarians got to authoritate. Yep. Like, let's just let's just say that one more time. The U- a UK government member of par- a member of parliament contacted social media networks and said they contacted other networks to take away Russell Brand's income. That's crazy. Rumble's an American company. They're like, hey, we're a foreign country. Stop, get, stop allowing them to make money. What? Get out of here, dude. That's evil, man. That's dark stuff. That's so evil. It's crazy too. All right, Amenthi says Russell needs to file charges against the UK government and all capitulating parties. I'm sure his fans will support him. I'll chip in myself. Actions like this are unacceptable and must be fought. I do think he probably has a claim against YouTube. I don't think YouTube is allowed to strip, like to break their contract with you. Uh, there, there, there's something there. I mean, the argument they'll make is it says in there that they can break the contract at any point for any reason. But I, I, I think some courts reject that. Like, because that, that, it's like an unenforceable clause or something like that. But I don't know for sure. I'm not a lawyer. Gary G says, Joe Rogan needs to have an emergency podcast with Russell Brand ASAP. Yeah, you know, he should. That would be very controversial, wouldn't it? Waffle Sensei, Tim, with what you know about YouTube's rules and policies, can Russell sue Google for some kind of breach of contract? Yeah, so this is the issue with, um, it was, uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Who was the guy who, uh, he's uh, the, the vaccine reporter guy from the New York Times? Oh, I can't remember his name. He got banned from Twitter because the government demanded it, and then he sued and won. Oh, Baron- um, Alex Berenson. Yes, yeah. Berenson. There you go. There you go. The issue there was that they cited a specific reason as to why they banned him. If they said, for no reason at all, he's banned, then they probably would have been okay. 
But because they cited a reason, now they had to back up and justify that reason. That's the thing with YouTube. YouTube said offline behavior is taken into account as well. YouTube will now have to justify what they're claiming as offline behavior. And if they then assert that Russell Brand's behavior is true, which is basically what they're saying, that's defamation. Rush, uh, uh, Russell's should sue YouTube for defamation um, per se. Defamation per se is harsher than defamation. A lot of people are like, you can't sue for defamation because the actual malice standard, Times v. Sullivan, ah, that doesn't apply to defama defamation per se. Defamation per se doesn't require damages either. It's if, if you accuse someone of, of like having an infectious disease or of having committed a serious crime, that's defamation per se. It's so egregious that the claims themselves warrant like heightened status or whatever. What YouTube has said is that Russell Brand's offline, be they said, when they said we take offline behavior into account, they have outright stated the accusations against Russell Brand are true. Okay. Russell Brand can now sue them and say they're not true. They're accusations. And you've made a false statement of fact about my behavior off, off the platform. They're, that's a defamation per se. I mean, YouTube is accusing Russell Brand of raping women. Russell should sue. He's got the money. All you got to do is write a check to a lawyer and say, have at it. Not the lawyer do, do the heavy lifting. I think you should sue for defamation. I think more people need to be creative with their lawsuits and just sue. Fight back. V-Marine says, moved out to the country. Came home today and found my dog, Frank, passed away. Aww. Had to go out and bury him. Please give a shout out to Frank the Tank. Shout out, Frank the Tank. Rest in peace. We hardly knew ye. Grafty says, Rumble needs love. I do. Give them a fair shake. It's pretty good now. And they are working on it. Good progress, too. Rumble gets better and better every day. We put all our videos, all our clips are up on Rumble. We use Rumble infrastructure, and uh, we use Parallel Economy for TimCast.com. That's right, my, my friends. If you are not a member of TimCast.com, you're missing out. When you sign up, not only are you supporting the work we do, we use Rumble infrastructure, and the payment processor is actually affiliated with Dan Bongino and Rumble. It's called Parallel Economy. It is an, an alternate... Parallel economy, payment processor, we need to support these companies. More, more people need to utilize parallel economy. And that's what we do. That's who we use. So uh, we are trying to shore up our defenses against cancellation by utilizing the things that are being built by these great individuals over at Rumble, Parallel Economy, the work that Dan Bongino is doing. We're all very, very grateful for all of this. So uh, get involved, man. Not to mention, when you're a member, the Discord server. I want to give a shout out to the Discord server again. Because the stuff that people are doing on the Discord server is incredible. They're hosting pre-shows, after-shows. They're making music now. There's music projects. There's programming stuff. There's apps. Basically, all these like-minded individuals are networking with each other, sharing resources, and building cool stuff. And you can be involved. Sign up at TimCast.com. Just Me says, shout out to my husband and his hot rod shop. Check out Bully Rods for your custom and restoration projects. Thank you for the uh, super chat. You see, for five bucks, we'll shout out your business, too. That's it. You, well, there's no guarantee we'll read everyone's. Adrian Horta Martinez says, Tim, I can't afford a billboard, so your platform gets my extra money. Greg Abbott has yet to acknowledge allowing Terranos Houston, also known as Colony Ridge, be built for illegals ran and backed by cartels. I'll keep doing this as long as my pocket allows. I, I did cover that story uh, earlier. The, uh, the Colony Ridge, they call it. They're basically building a city for illegal immigrants. And they're doing this thing where it's cash, a couple hundred bucks down for a loan in a house or like a piece of property at 15%, some ridiculous number. That's going to cause a collapse. There's going to be people who can't have food. They're not going to be able to afford to eat. And then you get chaos and violence. Sad, sad stories, man. 
God's other son says Howard Stern is literally everything he used to make fun of back when he was still funny and relevant 20 to 30 years ago. That is the case. He is no longer relevant. All right, we got Ginger Mac Isaac. How do you pronounce this? Katamji Brown? Is that how you pronounce her name? Katanji. Katanji. Oh, they put an M in there. Needs to recuse herself on any Proposition 19 case. She knows not what a woman is. She needs to step down. Her She's a judge and she can't tell what a woman is. That is a massive problem. How can you rely on this person to to make decisions if they will not decide what a woman and a man is? If they can't distinguish between the two she needs to step down it's, it's this, atrocious this is why you know you know people say oh tim's silly for talking about civil war ladies and gentlemen when you have a supreme court justice who doesn't know what a woman is you think this system can sustain itself yeah i think it can i, I think, with, I, with, I think you, you like we've got no border it's it's just they're walking in and the cbp is letting them in they're building a city for these people you've got katanji brown doesn't know what a woman is doesn't know what a woman is. But you've got a lot of politicians who don't either. Oh, come on, man. You get and, a bunch of people who can't define the word woman. I'm curious about their math on every, everything else. And the fact of the matter is, it's not that they can't, it's that they won't. Yeah, Everybody exactly. knows. And so this, this only proves that it is an ideology that has taken hold. And if we are passing laws based on this ideology, you're basically passing laws based on a religion. Yeah, everybody knows, right? It's this silly game that everyone I, is playing. Yeah, it's 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 the the emperor has no clothes, and then it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the game is still being played. Distill it down. I don't see how a system can function. I mean, look, if you owned a bar, and the, the you hired a manager to run the bar, and the person you hired was like, I don't know what a woman is, you'd probably be like, okay, well, that's going to lead to a whole bunch of other problems yeah. with this bar. I mean, like, how do you deal with the bathrooms? Well, I don't know. You think your business is going to operate if the dude thinks two plus two equals five? If I heard were, a manager. He told me two plus two is five. The the register is all wrong. Yeah, all the, the accounting is all screwed up. The well, house going after after Joe Biden and stuff. I get it. Like he's got. There's plenty of evidence that that needs to be investigated and stuff. But the house should be doing everything they can to shed light on to remind people that she said that and get her off the court. If you cannot judge the difference between a man and a woman, you should not be sitting on the highest court in the land, period. I don't care what anyone says. This is ridiculous that we entertain this horse shit. This is garbage. So my attitude is, if we're at the point where Democrats confirm someone who doesn't know what a woman is, I mean, I don't understand how you think the system can sustain itself. Well, I'm I, not saying it's going to, like, it's the apocalypse. Like, it's just going to crumble and break apart right and then we will have to start repairing it yeah it's gonna it's gonna crumble very very uh, slowly and for a very long time I mean, think about the ussr existed for uh, 80 plus years with the biggest power on the planet earth opposing them at every pass once america goes down that road and there's nobody opposing uh what's happening i mean how long can uh, can something like that sustain it'll just it'll be a slow degradation but for decades and decades and decades uh, i just don't think there's going to be a um, a major shock unless there's you know what we're what we're seeing happen right now which is the cyber attacks the cyber pandemic that they've uh, oh yeah the cyber the cyber 911 huh yeah that's what they're that's what they're referring to the Wazir says the media going after Bran for the promiscuity they cheered sounds like whistleblowers reporting Scientology forces members to confess every little misstep so the church has all the blackmail material they'll ever need. Well, I mean, I think it's funny that they celebrate Russell Brand. They all laugh. He tells these jokes. Yeah. Now, 20 years later, they're like, nah, you're a wrong thinker. Spark says Garland testified today under oath. 
that the DOJ is investigating parents for school board meetings based on reports from the media. Of course they are. Because they're evil. Because they are evil, evil people. I, I, look, I said it earlier. There are people who are like, it's getting really dangerous when people refer to their political opponents as evil. The, the, the DOJ is going after parents for issuing formal complaints at school board meetings. Mm -hmm. They have arrested Donald Trump's lawyers. They threw two old ladies in prison for 11 years. These women are in their, in their 70s. They threw them in prison for 11 years because they pro, uh, protested. Uh, they uh, sat in front of an Yeah, they sat because, because they were sitting in front of an exit. Where? It, an, an at, exit? at a P Planned Parenthood. Oh, right. Because right, they were right. protesting abortion. Right. They were, they, were, they were using their First Amendment right to protest. And because they were in front of the, the exit or whatever, they go to jail for 11 years, put them in jail for the rest of their life? I mean, come on. Let's even take a, take a step back, right? As a father of four kids, I have the government telling me I have to inject my kids with something that we know nothing about. That is evil. We got this from NYBSFP. Tim, you summed it up perfectly. Howard Stern was always on the side of evil. He hasn't changed. Right. That's what he does. Yeah. What do we have? Our Valera says she misunderstood the gesture. It wasn't a grope. He was trying to choke her Homer Simpson style because she's so annoying. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I guess that's technically groping too. I don't know. Wretched Redemption Music says new album Alpha Omega out now. Spotify and iTunes. Rolling Stone Mag calls it the anthem for right wing conspiracy. Tim calls it a reverse kickflip. I have no idea what that means. But uh, Rolling Stone calls it an anthem for right wing conspiracy. There you go. Rolling Stone's garbage. Yes. Just leave me alone, says Cassidy Hutchinson, said Trump choked out a Secret Service agent, then grabbed the steering wheel. Not Rudy Grobter and put his hand under her. Now Rudy Grobter and put his hand under, his, under, under her skirt in a full tent of people behind the stage. Sounds like a romance novel. And, and look, you've got a combination of people who will. They don't care if it's true or not. They'll just keep repeating it mm -hmm. because they're evil. They're evil people. Sorry, man. That's just that's just reality. They lie all the time. NBC News said Ray Epps was seen trying to calm people down and stop them from storming the Capitol. <laughs> I, th I think that was, yeah, NBC. He was later seen trying to calm down the, the, the rioters. What? He's on camera storming the front line with everybody. I can't wait until we find out the specific detail about Ray Epps. I mean, yeah, well, we've that, all got the type, but I mean, I want to know, like, I want to read emails. I want to see, see all of this in its glory. Yeah, there's... um. The charging document is that he, ple he pleaded guilty. So oh, of the, course, the full yeah. breakdown of his sentencing guidelines or the request explains what he did. And the funny thing is the document they released basically is one of the most serious documents of any of the J6ers, like talking about how he was on the front line, how he's whispering, and then the men charge the barricades and rip him down, how he's telling people to go in, and he got charged with one count. Yeah, one, one misdemeanor. misdemeanor. And honestly, the most suspicious thing out of all of it is the way the media is covering for him when they are completely, uh, you know, uh, destroying any other J J6 uh, participant. So, you know, if you weren't suspicious before the media started covering for him, that should at least make you ask questions. Joseph says, who wants to be a part of this culture, Tim? What good does it really offer? Boomers only care about growing tomatoes and hunting. The youngsters are having a rough go. No one is happy. Let me explain. When you build culture... What you are basically saying is, hey, I'm doing cool things that are fun. Would you like to do cool things that are fun with me? We will then trade with each other and build wealth. 
and then we'll be happy and comfortable. Building culture is not getting involved in politics and voting and going knocking on doors. That's politicking. Culture building means that when all these young people are miserable and doing nothing with their lives and they're sitting in their basements, withering away, you are having a blast, you are eating good food, and you are with your friends and your family, and you are successful. And then if it all hits the fan and crumbles, you will have a community of people around you that will help you survive. That's building culture. So if you don't want to do it, well, you know, get a dog, go live in the woods, <laughs> buy a river and fish and enjoy life. You know, just life is what you make of it, man. All these people are so miserable, but life is just what it is. Everybody, everybody wants something. You know, you got to be, you got to be the master of your own domain. Where are we at? We'll grab some more super chats. What is this one? All right. Weber J says, I watched Russell Brand's masterclass on recovery in the 12-step program. He speaks a lot about turning away from worldly pleasures and instead serving and getting back in touch with God. Very interesting. Interesting of Russell Brand. We'll grab, uh, we got a good one here. The Duck Abides says, Hey Tim, in Illinois they passed a law that allows migrants to become police officers. On a side note, with our assault weapons ban, it exempts police from the law's restrictions. This implies a non-citizen migrant can own a semi-auto rifle and we can't. Yes, it does. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com, click join us. As a member, you'll get access to the uncensored members-only show, which will be live in just a few minutes. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Harrison, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, sure, yeah. Band.video, Infowars.com, uh, Infowars.com forward slash uh, show is how you watch us uh, on the American Journal each and every weekday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Harrison H. Smith on Twitter, Harrison Hill Smith on Instagram, and I have a TikTok too. So, right Harrison on. Smith. I live in Southern California. I got a restaurant there called Calico Fish House. It's in Huntington Beach, California. If you're hurting and you don't have the money to buy yourself a meal, stop in, say that you heard this on TimCast, and the meal's on me. Wow. Very nice. You That's got awesome. Twitter or anything you want to shout out? Yep. Uh, it's at, at Andrew Gruel on X and on Instagram at Chef Gruel. Right on. I am Phil That Remains on X. I am Phil That Remains official on Instagram. The band is all that remains. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, Pandora, YouTube, you know, the internet. Still working on my outro, but uh, we got some songs coming out. You can follow those. They'll be at uh, YouTube.com slash Timcast songs. Follow Trash House Records also. And if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Carter Banks on X, I guess, and Carter Banks 4L on Instagram. Right. Nope. We will Sorry. see you all over at Timcast.com in just a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out.